Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. Evening. This is the Wirt with Mike, Pete, and Steve. GovsRadio.com. Tonight we are live on Facebook, live on the YouTube, on the Govs Comedy Club podcast channel. We have a great show for you tonight. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We got Will via remote from Twin Lights Brewing in Tinton Falls, New Jersey. We have Ryan and Melissa from 27A, right smack in the heart of my hometown of Lindenhurst. But first. We must get to some sponsors. Peter is here with me tonight. We are minus Steve. I feel so much pressure right Steve now. Steve lost a battle with COVID. That, yeah. uh, and that doesn't He's mean battling he, COVID. Yeah, but, for no, right. sake. You know what? You're right. God. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning he got it and he had to be left home. Yeah. He is fine, everyone. I promise. Jeez. That did sound bad. What a way to start the I, show. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't really like doing this over the phone, but uh, <laughs> nah, Steve's fine. He, uh, he just has uh, laryngitis. He's all congested. He doesn't want to come in here and infect us, nor is he going to probably make an appearance on the Zoom or the phone. Uh, because of that, and he doesn't want... He's a little insecure about his voice. You think that's the thing? Is he? I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. He could have just coughed his way through. I think through. he just wants to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. We need him for his sponsorships <laughs> and his Steve's questions for goddammit. And, of course, all his yes knowledge of years of brewing. We got it. Okay. Fine, fine. All right. Let's kick it off here with Rosie's Draft Solutions. And look... Peter is going to take it away today. And I have a script. Rosie's Draft Solutions is a Long Island family-owned business. Provides professional draft beer system services, line cleaning and maintenance, draft beer line system installs, event dispensing solutions, and more. They're passionate about craft beer and making sure it has the same qualities when it left the brewery. Yep. That is done by making sure the draft system beer is poured from perfectly clean lines. It's clean. Clean. Rosie services bars, restaurants, halls, and other beverage establishments, including home kegerator installs around Long Island. Westchester, uh, they service some of our buddies over at uh, 1940s, 40s. Blue, Blue Point Brewing, beep, beep. and uh, our good friends over at Hopscotch Battleship. Hopscotch Battleship. Uh, Why am I just repeating everything you say? I, I, <laughs> I usually do that to Steve, and brewing. it feels good, but it doesn't feel right with you. I don't know why. <laughs> Certified Cicerones. Uh, Off-flavor detection. They are here to bring you professional services so you can serve the best quality per- product while attaining the best yields. Mm. Don't want to say, you don't want any shit yields, do you, Ryan? That's I feel like that ruins your weekend. 
terrible yields, yeah. right? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Got to yield all that fucking beer. Uh, reach him at Rosie's Draft Solutions at gmail.com or call him at 631-219-2075, Monday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. This is some uh, wide business hours. It is. Good but he's available anytime. Emergencies as well. Go Give to Nick a call. Rosie's the, Draft Solutions. Tell him the wort sent you. Receive a little, little bit. Little, of little, little discount. Little discount. It really isn't that Maybe little. Maybe slap on the butt, too. Ah, uh, there you go. You had to pick it up. I had to. Steve I left mean, up. Steve does it. I think I that know. was a little more mild. Yeah, he was like a, a attaboy, right? It's yeah. a nice little attaboy. Yeah, Tussle little, the hair a little bit. Hey, good, good job, job out there. Thank you. Uh, so go to rosiesdraftsolutions.com. Tell, him, uh, tell Nick the wort sent you. Tonight, we're also sponsored by Brewbag. Brewbag for your beer pong cornhole. Go get your brew bag because it is a hell of a lot of fun to play, and it is getting warm outside. Oh, so it's going to be in the 60s next week. It's, nice. it's for sure going to be brew bag weather. Bags and beer pong cornhole. Go to brewbag.com or go to our Instagram, and in the uh, bio, there's a link tree to our private discount page, brewbag.com. And if you, in fact, you don't hit that, just type in the wart, and you will get your discount, brewbag.com. Peter, take it away with Beer Maker. Beer Maker. Wow. Your at-home countertop all-grain brewing system. Uh, brew your own beer. Right into a bag, and then dispense right out of your fridge. That's right. Uh, lots of different recipes to try. Stouts, porters, IPAs, of course. Mm. Kulsh's. Kulsh's is mm. my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Dunkelweizen's. Mexican Squeaky lagers. Kulsh? Squeaky Kulsh yeah, is good. Yeah. Um, beer maker. Mention beer promo maker. code the word for a little discount on your machine. The word, all one word. The word. Yes. Beermaker.com. Again, another link in our link tree. Check it out. Uh, we also sponsored by VintageBeerShirtClub.com, VintageBeerShirtClub.com for your vintage beer shirt. Uh, yes, my voice is shot. I'm a little uh, subconscious, uh, or is that su- is that subconscious? Are you unconscious, Steve? <laughs> yeah, I hope he is not. <laughs> so anyway, uh, go to VintageBeerShirtClub.com and type in promo code the word to receive a discount on your monthly subscription to your cool Vintage Beer Shirt Club uh, shirts. We're also sponsored by Physics, Physics.com for your... Uh, Tap dispensary of Crowlers, 750 milliliter bottles. Lots of fun. Get beer poured right off the tap with your physics machine. Go to physics.com and type in the promo code the wart and receive 15% off anything on the store. Anything. You want to get a travel case, 15% off. You want to get the whole system, 15% off. Parts, anything. Go to physics.com. Again, another link in our link tree in our bio of Instagram. Physics.com. And we want to give a shout-out, of course, to Brewers Hardware. Brewers Hardware, who helps us sponsor uh, gifts back to the brewers, our guests on the show. So thank you, Brewers Hardware, for everything that, yes, (laughs) he lost this (laughs) fight with COVID. Steve, you just get a text in all night. Come on. You might as well just throw some stuff in the chat. I killed you, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize. That was worded poorly now I'm thinking about it. Pretty bad. He lost his battle with COVID, which means he never really had a battle. He just got COVID, all right? He's fine. He'll be fine. He's a head cold from this thing. Uh, so go to, uh, I don't even know where I was. Oh, brewershardware.com for your small batch and large capacity needs, brewershardware.com. Type in promo code the ward and receive a percentage off your order. God, uh, quick shout-outs to a couple people today. We got a shout-out to Hopscotch, of course. Uh, finished up Brewery Bracketology. Congratulations to uh, Barrier, Barrier yeah. who uh, took the crown this year at Brewery Bracketology. We know, and no offense to... Uh, uh, Dubco or Barrier, but or we know any, this was all other. about social media interaction. This was really yes. not about beer. Yes, but I, I know think that was you guys did very well. You passed obvious. that first round and <laughs> ran up against someone that probably wasn't fair for you being in the same bracket with at that point. But either way, it's all about social media interaction. Of course, we know we love your beer, and of course, uh, we want to give a quick shout out to Lady Brewsters who just finished brewing their uh, third yes. annual batch. We're going to have them on the show on April eighteenth. 
Um, and uh, last but not least, uh, our buddy John from Dubco has something I would like to read for you guys. On April 10th, Destination Unknown Beer Company will be hosting a fundraiser for its second annual brew of the release of the tulips. Release the tulips. A charity beer with proceeds being donated to the American Parkinson's Disease Association. There will be various raffles, including a jersey signed by the current New York Islanders team. Eat Me, Drink Me will be there. That's a food truck, by the way, to fill your belly. And all around good times as we come together to raise funds and awareness for this debilitating disease. Uh, if you want any more information, go ahead and go on to Dubco's uh, Instagram or uh, follow John uh, Friholi, Frijoli. I always... John. Just John from Dubco. But no, you, <laughs> if you want to search for him, just go to Dubco uh, on Instagram and you'll get information about that event. And in the house tonight, we I have... I had that beer Ryan, last week. Is last it? Year, it was good. It was good. Quite good. We have Ryan good and idea. Melissa from 27A. You guys are up there now. So hi, guys. How are you? Hello. And we have from remote... From the great Tinton Falls, New Jersey, is William from Twin Lights Brewing Company. What's up, Will? How you guys doing? Sorry it took so long to get through all those sponsors tonight, but usually we cut through it faster when there's three of us. It's all good, man. I'm, I, I don't know whether to go get my draft lines cleaned by Rosie's or send <laughs> flowers to Steve's family. But. Yes. <laughs> oh, the no. answer is yes, Will. Oh, no. I didn't really mean all that. I really did not mean to do any of that. I, you know what? We'll send roses <laughs> anyway. Diana's going to need it. Because uh, you know she has to deal with Steve and is probably hacking cough at this point, so okay. I don't I don't think anyone wants to deal with that. And apparently, uh, there uh, and the mother-in-law is also uh, clear. No, yeah, they're all so in the far. clear. So so far so good. I guess Steve's just sitting under his gazebo in the backyard drinking his yeah. his life away, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, as well, long as he can taste the beer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I hope so. I, I had COVID, and I remember the first time around. This is like COVID. 1.0. Yeah. I was drinking our Doors of Perception stout we made with coffee. And then I had Mother Funky Pineapple, which was a beer we brewed with pineapple. I was double fisting them and I could not taste the difference between the two. Really? None. Oh, then you got to know. You're like, oh, I I done got the COVID. Yeah. Oh, it was a test. I failed. Will, thanks a lot for being on the show. Appreciate your time tonight. Uh, So let's uh, start off with you really quick uh, since. you know, you're remote, and who knows if your phone's going to die. Let's get the let's squeeze the juice while we can. Um, give us a little background. Where did you uh, come from? How did you get into all this? Uh, give us a little background of the brewery. Tell us a little bit about everything. All right, so really I'll give you the Spark Notes version. Um, my business partner, Mike, and I um, have been friends since sixth grade. He called me up out of the blue one day, and I think it was like, February of 2016 and I mean literally out of the blue I had talked to him in like six months and he just says hey what are you doing today do you want to brew beer I said okay so we took a drive to New Brunswick New Jersey to a store called love to brew I don't even think they're there anymore and we bought a little five gallon stovetop kit nice went back to his house brewed a batch of beer and then of course waited like two months for it to be done (laughs) and it was pretty good it was good and we had fun. So we kept doing it and did it again and did it again. And then, and then at some point after like the third batch of beer, we said, this is not enough beer for us. A five gallon batch, you split between two guys and think you get a case each. I could drink that on a weekend, you know? So we actually went out and bought um, a half barrel system, bought the SS Brewtech half barrel conical fermenter. Nice. Really Spent about two grand, ended up actually acquiring a local brewery's one barrel Blickman system from them. Who'd you get it from? 
Uh, Belford Brewery. They're friends. Oh, Belford. Yeah, I know Belford. Okay. Yeah, they're really cool family-owned brewery. They've been supporters of us since you know we were home brewing, and they sold us their their original system. We uh, moved the brewery operation to. I was living with my mother at the time. We moved the operation to my mom's house. Okay. And started brewing in the garage. And I'm sure she appreciated that so much. Beer. She's like, "Thank oh, you so much, Will." It was great. Sundays were great. I mean, you come outside and we're, you know, hanging out, smoking a dube and brewing some beer. It's nothing better <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. Um, so he did that for about three years. Um, and then kind of my business partner went into the brewing industry. He was working for Cane Brewing, which okay. is a very, very well-known brewery uh, who in New knows? Jersey. Cane, who is that? <laughs> That's a crazy Cain. name. Crazy, right? Yeah. So he was working for them. He was like their original delivery driver, helped do brewery maintenance. Um, I became a financial advisor, actually. I worked for Guardian Life Insurance Company for about four years. Shout um, out to Guardian. Doing, yeah. They're, they're, they're good, they're a good is it home, home and car? Is it life insurance? What kind? Uh, Guardian specifically does life disability. Okay. Um, but they also have a full-service financial advising firm that does kind of everything. So I kind of worked with that, worked with clients, but always came from a restaurant background. And finally, I just got sick of dealing with people's finances and said, <laughs> it'd be a lot easier to sell people beer, wouldn't it? Um, and Sounds we, like a lot more fun. A lot more fun, yeah. It's easier <laughs> to sell, right? It was buy this life insurance policy or try my try my lager, you know? Um, <laughs> a little easier. So we uh, finally, we said enough is enough. Uh, Mike had had left Kane and actually gone to work as the head brewer and actually became the head of production for Torch and Crown Brewery in the Bronx. Yeah, um, shout out to Torch the, and Crown. Yeah, they're great guys. Now they're, the, I think, one of the only production breweries in Soho. Um, so he was doing everything. They were contract brewing for like 15 to 20 other breweries. So he kind of learned everything they, about. They're still doing that. They have a portfolio. <clears throat> Every time you see like one of these smaller uh, names go out there, you're like, "Oh, where'd they?" Oh, Torch and Crown. Torch and Crown. Crown. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was it's it was a cool spot, good spot for him to learn the trade. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so we we finally started looking at you know we worked on our business plan for probably about six months, tried getting money, and found out nobody wants to lend us any any money. <laughs> the <laughs> banks don't want to lend anybody money unless you got money. So we kind of. Hit a little rough patch. I went back into the restaurant industry. Mike kept working for the, for Torch and Crown, and I managed a restaurant in Atlantic Highlands. Um, and then finally we said, this is not what we want to do. We want to do our own thing. And so how do we how do we open up with no money? And that led us to Gypsy Brewing, which is what we still do now mm -hmm. We Gypsy Brew. So we basically are the contract um partner we pay other people to essentially make our recipe and package our beer for us right. and then we are in new jersey a licensed wholesaler and we sell it and we got our license approved two days before governor murphy shut down the state of new jersey perfect <laughs> no that's perfect timing Are you kidding me listen everything happens for a reason man if yeah. we would have had a retail tasting room we wouldn't have been able to open it we it's probably would have went out of business so i'm a real big you know believer in like Everything happens for a reason, and the reason was for us to go entirely into the canned beer market, which we did, and we expanded pretty rapidly. Um, we do distribute in six different counties throughout New Jersey, but we're primarily in Monmouth and Ocean County. Right. Um, and now has come the time to open up our own brewery. All so right. So we just signed a lease. Um, we're actually taking over Jug Handle Brewing's old location in Titton Falls. Really? Um, yeah, it was already – built out for a brewery we kind of saw the place said this is perfect let's save a ton of money on the build out because everything's already built out and um did they not survive on that around the clock what was that did they not survive 
No, no, they did. They moved. They moved. Um, okay. Because I know I yeah, saw them last year at AC Beer Fest. We were hanging yeah, out with them no, for a little bit. They actually brew some of our beer for us. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah, we do some of our smaller batches with them and then give a shout out to Elementary Brewing and Hackensack. They oh, look, I love, our- love the Hackensack lager. That yeah, is a great beer. It is good, man. Yeah, and they make our and they make 100% of our lager, which is one of our flagships, and they do a great job on it. So. Well, I need to open that next. <laughs> yeah, you man. have it sit right on top. Lager's the beer my go-to. There Maybe that's go. just because you know I think most brewery owners you ask them what's their favorite, they're drinking lagers. Like, yeah, it is a brewery's beer, Ryan. Yeah, too many. <laughs> um, Lots of lagers. So yeah, that's kind of where we are today, man. We're we're working on the brewery. We're building it out. The equipment should be, I say, should be getting shipped uh, from Stout. Uh, at the end of May, and we hope to be open and serving the public and brewing beer by um, really early August, late July. So you guys have been pretty much relying on distribution at this point uh, to keep it going. No, 100%. no. Uh, at the, I know AC Beer Fest, you guys were at, but no other festivals, no, no open we markets. We weren't at AC Beer Fest. Oh, this you weren't. Year. We did not get the invite. Unfortunately, uh, we're going this year. We'll you are going this year. this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, lot. Have you been to one before? I've never been to an AC. Beer oh, fest, no. mm. it's, it's a, Asbury we, Park used to do a beer fest that was really kick ass, and ever since COVID, they stopped doing it. Um, oh. That was like the, the second closest thing. It was one of the big beer fests. Um, I haven't been to AC though. Asbury so. Park is dead to me when Surf and Skate Festival stopped. I was really? done. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going back there for shows or nothing. No. No uh, Stone Pony, no nothing for me. You know, that, that Surf and Skate just, Festival, the last one that boycott. they did. Yeah, just straight boycott. I'm not going to mess around. No, they, uh, no they, they had amazing festivals down there. Um, and outdoor, of course, right on the beach. The whole, like, neighborhood is shut down. It's awesome. And well, they just see here now down there now. Yeah? I don't know if you've ever heard of See Here Now Festival, but they had Pearl Jam play there. Pearl Jam played it. I don't know. I didn't, yeah. I, again, probably it, right now dead to me unless they bring Surf and Skate back. <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough All New good, Jersey. Dude. All good. That festival. But I, I'll be at AC Beer Fest for sure. It is, uh, it's mind-blowing, and we find this because now we've been to a bunch of these different types of beer fests. Um, you know, how many different types of styles people have. You guys, uh, when you sent us some beer, have one of everything I can think All of. All the styles. All the styles. Uh, yeah, Nine different styles everything. in that package. So what was the – or what is – the the strategy here with all of this out there, you have several different uh, contractors working to make different styles for you. Are you handpicking who does what, or are you all you going through one person? Uh, a little bit. I mean, our flagships are Lager and Double Vision. Those are our two year round beers. We kind of there's so many different ways to do it, right? There's yeah. so many different ways to operate it. For for us, we kind of looked at a little bit, you know, what is everybody else doing, but also what do we want to do? And we kind of felt like it was important to have a couple beers that you brew year round that people can kind of get whenever they want. Um, for us, that was our lager, which is a German style Pilsner and double vision IPA, which is really, and my friend actually coined it perfectly. She said, it's the gateway IPA. It's people that tell me, I don't know if I like IPAs. I say, just try it. And they usually go, Oh, this one's not bad. So that, those were the kind of the two that we went with. And then we, also kind of took that model where some people don't have flagships and they just spew limited release beers, beers out left and right. And there's always something new on the shelf. So we kind of did both. Um, and we all constantly come out with smaller limited release beers based on who brews it is usually based on how much we want to brew. Elementary has a 15 barrel system. Yeah. Um, a jug handle has a seven. 
So we want a little bit of a smaller batch, something that we don't want as much of in the market. Sometimes with a sour or a stout, they sell slower. Um, sometimes we'll go with a smaller batch or just something we just don't want to sit on in the winter because um, we don't have we don't have that retail avenue. Everything we make goes on the shelves of liquor sto- of liquor stores and bars, and you kind of need it to sell in order to be in that store so for us oh, i would say that if it doesn't sell for them they're gonna buy the next batch right 100 so, yeah. so for us you know we the, the one drawback for the model we've been in is that we haven't been able to make you talk about we have a lot of styles and we do but we haven't been able to make some of the styles that we would like to make because they won't sell off the, sell, the stores of, a, of um they won't sell off the shelves of a liquor store yeah. Such you as- know, i would love to make a kolsch <laughs> man we love kolsches no one knows what a kolsch is unless you're a serious beer drinker it's delicious and it'll, <laughs> they are but they'll sit Simply on the put. shelf it will you know? you're right it's it's hard when you want to be in business and sell beer to have those uh, styles that are not as popular with the, um, with the, the general public, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say yeah. the non-beer drinkers, but they're beer drinkers. They just started looking for other things. Obviously, casual, casual beer. Casual well, there's beer a, there's a ton of people checking in on Instagram. I just want to go through a couple of these. Uh, my buddy Danielle and Bags live in New Jersey. They love you guys. When they heard you were coming on, she said awesome. uh, they're going to be checking in. Uh, Bags loves the double vision. That's one of his favorites. Uh, Hudson Sweet. River Brewery checking in. Don Vino's here. Ryan's in, uh, small ones there. Uh, Steve, Steve's watching. Oh, Jay hey, Bruzo. Steve, Steve oh, you're alive. Joey Joe is saying, "Where is everybody?" Well, I had it on the computer screen so everyone can see Will. I know, and you I just a, moved it away. A Lazarus from that. moment. Yes, resurrected from the dead. It's it's good to hear. Danielle said they'll be at the brewery the day it opens. Uh, Beach House <laughs> Beer is checking in from New Jersey. Ah, uh, oh, Beach House. Yes, yes. Uh, Kraus in the house is checking in. Uh, Heat Misers is checking in. He loves you guys. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, O'Leary, I don't know. Thanks, guys, for checking out Instagram. <laughs> Keep watching. I'm going to switch the camera back around so you guys can see Will if I can figure out a better way to position this back and forth. When we go virtual, it's harder. Everyone can hear you, but they just can't see you. So I have to find ways of like manipulating the camera to get it working right. So we'll try that again. There we go. Now people can see on the remote. Uh, so let me ask you that. Oh, well, there goes the camera. Oh, oh, this is why we don't have nice things. It's a Blair Witch moment right there. <laughs> <laughs> you always I mean, have to- I, I mean, I see me. Going. Yeah, you see you. Well, this is on me. my phone through Instagram because Instagram doesn't allow streams on there, so that becomes the bigger problem. That's that's why it's kind of annoying to do simulcasting. Uh, the computer handles the Facebook and YouTube feed. And, yeah, anyone on Instagram, we are live on YouTube and Facebook. Go to the Govs Comedy Club uh, podcast channel or just type in the word with Mike, Pete, and Steve on uh, YouTube or Facebook, and you'll find us. We're live over there somewhere. Um, well, so you guys, uh, you know, when did you guys start on this venture? What year... Uh, I know you said 2019 you're really looking to open the thing, but how, how far back did it go while you were kind of doing your own thing at your mom's house? Oh, literally like three months after we started brewing. Oh, we, wow. were, we were sitting around drinking in my garage one night, and we were like, let's let's do this thing. And we actually incorporated our business in July of 2016, so really like four months, five months after we started uh, brewing. We, we knew it was going to be something one day, and we were sitting around like, what do we name this brewery? Mm. Cause we're we've lived in um, in I say this area we've He's lived in Monica answer County. one of my questions already. You're gonna answer. Yeah, it. I mean, we've, where did the name come from? Yeah, so the name. So we were sitting around one night and we were like, "What would we name this brewery?" And we're all throwing out names. And my friend was like, "What about Twin Lights?" So those of you who aren't familiar with the area, the Twin Lights is actually a very historic lighthouse. It was built. I don't quote me on this one, but like 1867 or something like that. Mm. Um, it overlooks the Jersey Shore, the beginning of the Jersey Shore. So if you come down 
exit 117, and you head all the way down to Sandy Hook, which is the, technically the first real beach in New Jersey, Sandy yeah. Hook Federal Park. It overlooks the entire shoreline right there in Highlands. And Highlands is kind of a really cool town. If you have a chance to come down and check out Highlands, you definitely should. It's like an old fisherman's town that hmm. has just got its own vibe going on. There's a lot of cool bars. We always hung out down there. And we originally were like, this would be a real cool spot to open a brewery. Hmm. Let's name it Twin Lights. And we kind of actually unofficially made that our home Our in the middle of COVID when all the bars and restaurants were closed down. The Chubby Pickle which is our first ever account. We were selling cases. That is a great name for a bar. That's where I want to go out (laughs) the next time I'm in New Jersey is the Chubby Pickle. That place is quickly, I can't say anything now because I think it hasn't been announced yet, but you will see them on TV very soon. Let's just put it that way. Really? They are doing big things. Bar Rescue. Oh, God. Bar Rescue. Please tell me Bob is going to shut it down. (laughs) He's going to shut it down. Someone's going to be hammered at the bar when they shouldn't be. He's going to have four guys in in an SUV. Shut it down. Don't hold it down. He's going to dump hot wings all over the kitchen floor. <laughs> and say the temp isn't right. We know John Taffer. Oh we actually God. had a bar up in Huntington years ago that he came and did a bar rescue on. Oh, was it Pints and Quartz or something? No, right? it was the it was the old Artful Dodger, and they changed it into like some speakeasy gas station thing. I don't think I do, think they, that was do these Pints bars actually really stick? I remember one bar. As soon as he left, they just changed it back to the way it was. Yeah, so there was some people, people that. Keep it? Oh yeah, which one? The pirates. Oh, there was the pirate one. That's right. They, Fucking that's what? a classic one. Oh, you didn't see that one? I don't think oh, so. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, no, the, uh, the a lot of them don't make it because they do fall back in their old ways. I don't know what the actual recipe is. I actually tried to look it up um, to find out what the, what the contract is because John Taffer ends up becoming partial owner, and mm-hmm. they have to pay him back over time. Wow. Yeah, he has a whole corporation that gets involved what a with racket, this and whatnot. John Taffer, man. Oh yeah, that's how he stays on air and just keeps rescuing bars and taking a cut and then bouncing and leaving them to their own <laughs> devices. Some of them do very well though. The one in Huntington in our on Long Island, I don't think made it. I thought it was like the pit stop or something like that. Yeah, you look it up. But yeah. in the end, uh, you know, some of them just don't do what he's asking them to do because it is difficult. And uh, it's not easy, man. No, I, I, it really isn't. It. When it's you, not easy. Running a bar is tough. Yeah. In the restaurant business is tough in general. And then can you imagine, you know, what happened as it swept through with COVID? So let me ask you about that. So when you guys made uh, the transition, obviously, thank God you didn't get your brick and mortar at that point. Uh, you said you were canning. How did you guys get it out there during uh, the lockdown in New Jersey? I mean, just old school, like hit the pavement, like walking in the door, phone calls, I mean, coming from my other industry, you know, trying to get like, let me try to get the CEO of a company on the phone to get a group health insurance plan installed. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's actually quite easy in the brewing industry to like call a bar and say, who buys your beer? Can I speak to the person who's in charge of buying your beer? And usually you'll get somebody on the phone the and <laughs> yeah, you know, most of the time they're willing to at least to have you come in the door and hear your spiel. So, you know, we did it and our beer speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of traffic and we're really, really active on social media. We, I mean, obviously we had to be because yeah. we don't have, um, you know, a brick and mortar. So we've been real active on social media and we try to do a lot of collaborations. Our kind of unofficial slogan is community inspired, um, okay. which we are, you know, we, we live in a beautiful area. We care about the area. We care about, the people that live in it and that's the brewery we want to be. So like um, the beer that I'm drinking, I'll do a little shout out right now. Mother Leeds. Um, we did a collaboration with a local band called Connor Bracken and the Mother Leeds. 
Um, we donated um, some money to Project Matters um, in Asbury Park, which is helps young musicians, you know, pay for classes and instruments and to get the help that they need if they're having, you know, That's substance cool. abuse or mental problems. So we try to always like, give what little money we do make back to the community. Um, and that's really kind of how we've been spreading and getting our name out there. And just, I always say to everybody, I say, you keep drinking it. I'll keep making it. <laughs> when we were uh, looking through the, uh, the, the cooler and uh, figuring out what we we're going to drink tonight. I, that's one of the ones I pulled out. I saw the guy playing the guitar and the, the label there. And then on the side of the label, I saw there's a, a Spotify uh, barcode. Uh, that's something scan we do. Jam. What's tell us about that. That's something that I don't want to sit here and say we're the first brewery to do it. I think there has been a, but we are the definitely the brewery. We do it on every one of our beers. Um, we put a um, a playlist that goes with the beer. Um, you know, like give you example. Of beer so wait, that that's a playlist summer. goes specifically with this beer as opposed yes. to other beers. It's not just a yes. general brewery playlist. Nope. Every beer has its own custom playlist. That Jesus. is fucking cool. That is, <laughs> and time consuming. How do you guys go about that selection? Um, usually we sit down and cause like the beer usually come out before we, most of the time before we, like the day before we distribute it. So we'll usually sit down and drink some beers and just be like, what, what's the vibe of this beer? The name, the, you know, for Connor Bracken and the mother leads, we kind of release it around St. Patrick's day. So there's definitely probably some, I don't even, I don't even know what's on it at this moment. I guarantee dropkick Murphy's. I'm just throwing, throwing shit against the wall on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's you gotta know, be at like, least one of those, but hopefully like um, a nice we, deep track. Yeah, but we try to put some um, some local artists on them. We did one, um, we did another collaboration with another band about a year ago when we and it was a local record label and we featured all their all their different bands' music on it. And um, it's kind of worked out for us too because it's like you have when you do that, you have another an entire community that's supporting you past just the beer that you know it's like they're like oh this is cool it's it's our friends on the label and and they're giving back to this charity so you have the charity promoting it and you have the band promoting it and yeah. we're promoting it and it's just a really good um you know from a from a community standpoint it's great but it's also good from a business standpoint because the beer usually does better i mean it must have taken beers. a lot of time you got i mean we have nine beers here tonight from you guys that's nine different playlists that seems like a lot. It really does. It's it's a lot of, of extra work on top of it, but I'm sure you guys enjoy that. And it's not like well, yeah, four I mean, songs either. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> also, <it's> not, <laughs> no, some of them are a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Which, yeah but for, Mike, uh, Mike Lost also Horizon, makes... There's an hour and eight minute long playlist. Wow. <laughs> I oh, better not take me an hour to drink that. <laughs> I'm yeah, but that so before. Lost Horizon, that's the most recent beer. If you see it on the front of it, there's a guy like hiking. It's kind of like that beer. We ah. were kind of like a like a, a vibe you you know you kind of go for a long hike it's a pale ale it's 5.6 percent it's like a west coast style mm. so that's a lot of music that is kind of chill relaxing peaceful um really maybe to the mountain yeah like yeah. nature sounds nature. <laughs> yeah go to sleep and no, i mean i don't mean that badly i mean have a couple of beers and then fall asleep to the nature sounds on the playlist that's fantastic absolutely some yeah. show music you know? yeah um so let uh, the mother leads this is an irish style you said you had it for saint patrick's day um, obviously the, the background was for the band. Um, we want to get into some beers here because, uh, you have a lot to go through and we have a lot to talk about. Uh, what did we, we drank that, uh, that pale ale first, correct? Yes. Tell us a little breakdown of that pale ale. Now, again, who's, uh, who's contracting that for you right now? Um, by the way, your recipes, are you kind of developing that with the brewery? Are you just giving it to them and leaving it in their nope. hands? How is that relationship working? So... 
Mike, like I said previously, um, was a contract brewer. So I don't know what his resume is of how many different beers he's brewed, but he's made a lot. And obviously, when you're contract brewing, some people, let's put it politely, don't know what they're doing. And some people do. So as a contract brewery, someone who contracts for other breweries, you have to obviously, some people, you go, okay, this is perfect. I'll make it. And some other people say, hey, maybe you might want to use this instead of this this instead of that. So mm. Mike did that for close to two to three years. He knows kind of generally what goes good in a beer and what is not going to go good in a beer as terms of ratios of different grains, different hops, different adjuncts. Um, so really all hundred percent of our recipes are all his. Okay. We don't pilot any of our recipes there. Every single recipe we've ever brewed as a professional brewery minus one, Mother Funky Cucumber was the one beer we brewed as home brewers where we actually took that recipe and made it. Every other recipe has been, besides obviously double, Lager and Double Vision, we've brewed so many different times at this point. But every other beer has only been made usually once or twice. Huh. Now, do you, when you guys get to your own system and have your own spot, do you get to keep those recipes or are you going to have to develop a whole new uh, recipe no, no, they, log. They're ours. They yeah, are. I mean, okay. everything's ours in the contracting world. Everything's yours. The, the label design. Yes, yeah, so I guess that's what I was yours. going for when I was asking the initial question. Is that yeah. it is yours? You get to own. It's that. yours. Yeah. Literally, the, in a, in a, let me put it in a way that like most people can understand it. Imagine you, your grandma had a cookie recipe and she just crushes it out of the park, and now then I'm she starving. hands that recipe to you, and you make it. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah, it's if you follow her directions to the T, it's probably going to come out exactly how she makes it or close to it. That's kind of what we kind of do. Okay. Like we have all a right. recipe. That, make, that makes a it's, lot of sense. I just thought, you know, to have all these guys with their hands in and then you walk away with very little or nothing and have to redevelop a lot of the uh, portfolio would be a tough thing to do. It would be tough. Yeah, yeah. luckily we don't have to do that. Now, okay. there's always things I, I'm a big proponent of no one's going to make our beer better than we will. I think we're going to make it even better when we make it ourselves. Positivity. Be there nice. every day. <laughs> you know, you kind of, you know, you hand, you hand a recipe to somebody, you know, I'll use the elementary as an example. They're great guys and we trust them with our beer. They make great beer, but we're not there every day able to taste it every single day to say, huh, maybe if we just tweak it a little bit right now, it'll taste a little bit different. We kind of have to just trust that the original outline we gave them it's less you're less adaptive when you're gypsy brewing because right. you're not there you with chose the right people sense. i mean i the lager we just uh cracked open i i like it very much um it is clean crisp uh beer flavored beer beer flavored beer it's indeed beer favorite that's exactly what i just used i did a tasting at a liquor store and i said to a guy i said this is the most beer flavored beer we make <laughs> <laughs> try, this, try this one if you don't know you even like craft beer just there give this go. one a shot um, so give us a little breakdown of the lager. What, what went into this, uh, recipe? Um, we wanted to keep it really easy drinking, um, which is why it's 4.8%. Um, but we didn't want to make it a light beer. Uh, we didn't want to, you know, bring it down to like 4.2. That'd be a little too light. Um, we use, um, German style hops, Pearl and Saz, which are, you know, pretty old school German hops. Mm. Um, we use, I don't. I know off the top of my head. I don't know exactly what yeast we use, but it's a pretty clean. It's a pretty clean yeast. Um, right now, I think we lager it about twenty-five days, mm-hmm. which for twenty-five days is on the shorter side for a lager, but it, it comes out pretty good. I think uh, when we do brew it ourselves, we might lager it for a few more days 
um, to see how it, to see how it comes out then. But we're pretty happy with that product. And people are you vying for summer? Are you vying for tank space because of the contract, and that's why you're kind of good with like a, a compromise of 25 days? Well, so when you're in the contract brewing industry, you yes, you are vying for tank space to an extent, but you pay per day that thing is in the tank. Oh, really? So when you're contract Balls. brewing in a tradition, in traditional <laughs> brewing, sucks. yeah, man, it's tough. So a lager should be, from a raw material standpoint, one of the cheapest beers to brew. I right. mean, it's not as much hops. It's usually a lighter beer than like some of these double IPAs that use a ton of, you know, crazy, crazy ingredients sometimes. Um and you have to pay per day. So yeah. the longer that you know, the longer that lager sits in the tank, which is really some people lager their lagers for three three months or mm -hmm. longer. You know, um, you, it ends up becoming the same price as an IPA, and nobody in their right mind is going to buy a four pack of lager for twenty bucks. The same prices. Yeah. yeah, no one's going to do it. It's true. I'm it's looking at the playlist happen. for for the lager, by the way, and it's fucking great. <laughs> that uh, one's just a wild. I think we opened that one to the public at one point, and like oh, everyone that's, that's in the dangerous. mother was just throwing songs on there. Yeah, with the I, I will say, with the exception of Sugar Ray being on there, I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's an edit oh, that needs you, to happen. Will, but you know what they should have put on, on there is on Sugar Ray. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe original hardcore version of Sugar Ray. Remember, Sugar Ray was a hardcore band before no, they went mainstream. Was. I was at Warp Tour '96, and I saw. Uh, what's his face? Who's the lead singer? Uh, uh, Mark McGrath. Mark McGrath. Thank you. Screaming, hardcore screaming, grumbling into the microphone. He absolutely is, uh, you know, one of those. I can't. I can't. How am I going to take it off of him? I can't take it off. Of him. I don't know. It's not. I. Uh, oh, maybe I can. Maybe I can't. I don't know. That's kind of weird. You're right. I'm just looking at it now. Uh, huh. Interesting. Is that better? We're getting a little. Uh, yeah, no, there's a cursor over your face, and I'm trying to take sending it off. some tips while he's watching from home. Is yeah, it? thanks a lot, Steve. There we go. I got it off. I got it off. Look, see, it's gone. Whew. All right. Anyway, once again, we're glad you're not dead, Steve. Yes. <laughs> still battling. Thank COVID. God. He's, he's still. I. You know what? I would have picked. Uh, Will. I would have picked uh, "Turtleneck and Chain" by The Lonely Island. That is a good song to go on that playlist. Uh, it mentions uh, light beer, and it's just just a wacky song. Now, I'm going to add yeah. it just for you now. Yeah, turtleneck and chain on the list. Led Zeppelin, yep. Beastie Boys, nice. Pearl Jam, mm -hmm. uh, Everclear, Everclear, nice. Is uh, it which one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it Santa Monica? <laughs> uh, everything to everyone. Oh, okay, everything yep, to everyone. Uh, and then we got some Wu Tang, nice with, uh, cream. Oh, Dalla nice. Dalla Billy, all. Gotta, See, yeah, that's like. A wild card. Who the heck threw that one? <laughs> uh, someone with the initial J. Yeah, there know. you go. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, know. it's kind of cool because you can follow along. If people are are following along with your releases and they go, "Oh, cool!" is a new playlist. That's something. Uh, even you know that attracts them to the beer and, and pretty cool fucking concept. It's, to me, it's definitely original. I've not seen anyone do that yet. I know you said you probably were not the first. But I have not seen that in this area for sure. So that's a cool concept. Um, so yeah, we're gonna... I mean, something we're going to expand on. Hopefully, it, it, it's it's tough because it's so small in the back of a beer. You know, most people don't aren't walking through a liquor store and they see that and they go, "Oh, what is that? I'm going to try." It. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's going to be better when we have a tasting room and we can really like talk to people. And yeah, I, I'm looking for the playlist beer. Does anybody have that on the shelves? Can I get the playlist beer? Yeah, the playlist beer. Um, we just opened Mother Leeds, the Irish Red. Oh my. Yeah, very red. Let's uh, let's get this breakdown. What do we got it, going on here? It is way lighter than you think. I'll say that. It's, I, it's, um, it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, we went. We were a little more easy drinking beer, um, just because everyone on St. Patrick's Day is 
you know, usually they're drinking Guinness, which is actually light and easy drinking, mm. or they're drinking Jameson, and I don't want to kill people with my Irish red. So we went, <laughs> yeah, we went a little lighter on the alcohol um, content with it. So it's a little bit more of an easy drinking um, Irish red. Um, but, yeah, we were just kind of going for drinkability with this one. It's good. It, I like it. A little, uh, pe- it feels peppery. I guess maybe after the lager being a, a little sweet, this one has a little more of the, uh, not heat at all, but just a little more of the the spice element. Uh, what are some of the you know fantastic little uh, adjuncts that you're throwing in this guy? Well, we use Maris Otter malt. Ah, okay. Which so. Maris Otter is just like one of the better base malts. It's just got more flavor. Um, we use that in the Lost Horizon too, which I would love to brew that exact same beer with the just pale malt. See how the two compare. Yeah. Because um, Maris Otter just sometimes just gives off. A lot. I think in this Irish red, it's it's the perfect amount because it's such a light beer that you need. If, if we use pale, just regular pale malt or two row in there, right. it would it wouldn't taste. You would have almost no taste at all. It mm. would be it would be next to nothing because we only use um, Willamette hop in there. So wow. so it's really yeah, really light on that side. So you need something else there to yeah. kind of Which punch it the, up a little bit. Um, the, we, the, there the is no way gives it the red flavor. Oh right there. Yeah. There's no way we're going to be able to drink fast enough to go through all of these. Um, you said you had. I a would new... recommend cracking years of solitude. You, all right, so is, Pete's going to bring I that out. But in the, the meantime, we make. you just said you had a. Uh, prior to the show, we were talking. You have a, a beer that was just released recently, um, this week, in fact, right? So give us a little breakdown, or last week because today's Monday. Yeah, that was the Lost Horizon. I think we kind of already talked about it. Yeah, a little bit. That That's was, right. Um, I forgot that that was the one. Yeah, that the, was the uh, most recent, the most most recent beer we made. We kind of went. That was our first ever West Coast style pale ale. We oh, we make a ton of New England style IPAs. Uh, mm. You know they're good. I like As them. one does. They sell the best. Um, but we wanted to go a little bit different with that one, so we brewed a West Coast uh, pale ale. But that's a smaller batch. We did Got that it. one with uh, we did that one with Jug Handle. That one we already sold out on our end. So what's uh, what's on the shelves in the stores is what you got. And then um, the next beer we have coming out is next week is our second anniversary IPA. It's two years in business for us next week. That's right. Congratulations. Nice. Uh, yeah, so a little, little mini plug. We're having our second anniversary. Um, we have a beer pairing dinner. It's sold out, but the after party is at the Chubby Pickle in Highlands. we got karaoke <laughs> night all night long, and it's going to be a hell of a good time. Who doesn't want to go to the fucking Chubby Pickle? Wait, I think, I, pickle. Oh, yeah. I, think like, I can call it. Is Bruce Springsteen playing at the Chubby Pickle? <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, I don't know if he's ever played the Chubby Pickle, but Bruce Springsteen did used to play in, in Highlands a lot. He actually yeah. got a start down there. Actually, really cool fun fact. There's a if you drive down Highland, there's a giant purple building that looks like a barn. It's a guy named Tinker. I don't know his real name, but everyone calls him <laughs> Tinker. He's like an 85-year-old man. He was Bruce Springsteen's first manager. He drove him and his drummer across country to sign a record deal. He's in the surfing hall of fame because he used to make surfboards. Huh. Like this guy is a legend, and he's just chilling in Highlands, New Jersey, at the big purple barn. <laughs> That's <laughs> <Crazy>. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Can people just – you see him walking around? Is he out and about? Yeah. every Actually, for the Highlands Parade, so they had their, uh, the St. Patrick's Day Parade this year, which is – he actually has a live band in this purple barn and just opens it up to the public, and everyone and their mother can just go walk in That's and drink. That's freaking awesome. Hang, hang yeah. out with a legend. Yeah. Um, so we, cool. have, we have the uh, solace, uh, sorry, solitude, years of solitude – uh, I'm just going to say we're going to crack it, but it is a 10.2 <laughs> and we have a lot of beer to drink tonight. This, I was hopefully waiting to the end, but while we're waiting on this, we'll let it come up to room temperature too. Give us a little breakdown of this. I see coconut nibs, uh, vanilla. 
lactose. Is it like a uh, straightforward imperial stout? It's very, very different and unique. I would say that's the beer that we spent the most physical labor ourselves actually making because um, all the adjuncts were prepared by hand ourselves. So there's over 100 pounds of toasted coconut. Mike literally... Him and his wife, Just over there, 16 hours, freeze. toasted 100 pounds of coconut in his <laughs> oven at his house. Um, and then we used real Madagascar. How long beans. did that take? 16 hours. He 16 said. hours. Jesus Christ. You know, yeah. your couches will never smell the same after that. <laughs> Man. That's bananas. But, you know, we don't, like... You could easily throw some coconut adjunct in there. That mm. beer would taste completely different. Like, the real thing is just so different. And then the same thing with the Madagascar vanilla beans. Like, if you use, like, adjunct vanilla, it just does not have the same taste as no. real Madagascar vanilla beans. They're like $400 a pound, but they're well worth using. And then we put a little cacao nips. And we didn't put a lot of lactose in there. Mm. There's only, like, I think – we did a 15-barrel batch. There's only probably like 50 or 100 pounds of lactose, which is real mild on what most people put in yeah, like a milkshake IPA. You're, you're right? picturing what 50 Sounds to like 100 pounds of lactose is. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's not a lot. So we will throw like like 500 pounds in a batch where, you know, it just like overwhelms you, and then you're just, you know, going to the bathroom every 10 minutes. So we, we kind of wanted to make it. Natural diuretic. Like, yeah. A little bit uh, lighter, like a light, like people drink it and they're shocked because it's not as heavy as it looks. Right. Yeah. It doesn't taste as boozy as it as it is. And people think you know, lactose, that's what's going to up your ABV, and it does, but it also provides some sort of texture and balance to it at times if you're using it in moderate amounts. In this well, case, yeah, I mean, lactose actually, and I'm not that I'm not the head brewer. I'm more the business end of it at this point, but I'm pretty sure lactose doesn't ferment. Oh, and that's really? why it gives yeah, that's why it gives beer it's body. It's not fermentable. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's not fermentable. I thought it gives, because it's it gives an, beer its body. It's an os that it would be a sugar that the yeast doesn't get to it at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean please that's explain, something Ryan. to say to you. If, 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 if <laughs> yeast won't even eat it, <laughs> yeah, the yeast doesn't even eat it. Should your body be digesting it either? Ah, ah, well there. And that's you why know? it's a natural diuretic. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I'm gonna let this come up to temp. We're gonna we're gonna uh Go ahead and, uh, you know, when whenever you're ready to go, we'll uh, send you off with this beer as we let this come up to temp. In the meantime, there's a bunch of others here that I really, I'm very interested in. Um, the one that I was looking at uh, is, of course, just your straight IPA, the Golden Embers. Um, and this one, you know, as opposed to the double or as opposed to other ones, I saw some pictures out there uh, of people posting. It has that hazy characteristic. Um, but it's just a single IPA. Give us a little breakdown of this guy. Yeah, I mean, it's a single – I think it's 7%, right? I don't have the can in front yeah, of me. Yeah, 7%. Yep. 7%. Um, it's, uh, it's a New England. It's hoppy as hell, but it's very smooth. Yeah. It's, uh, it's almost all like – All the haze. All of the haze. And usually when you think, you know, that level of haze, you're probably thinking double, triple, super hazy, and you don't even label it as a hazy IPA. It's just IPA. Try this. Yeah. I mean, most of, you know, most of our beers, what we've always tried to go for is balance. Like when, when someone has one flavor that just overwhelms a beer, it sometimes takes away from what the beer could be. So a lot of our beers, we try to make very balanced. Um, I think that one is pretty balanced, maybe not as bitter as some people would want, but it, uh, people really like that one. Let me circle back to the, uh, the tasting room you guys are going to be opening. Um, is the equipment that you purchased that's already in and ordered or what's the uh it's it's ordered yeah 
It's not it's not there yet though. No, no. Um, I, I, overseas, right? You said it was a stout system. I, I mean, you know, even when you buy it from an American manufacturer, odds are it's probably coming from China. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but <laughs> at least the raw materials yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, we ordered it from Stout Kettles, which is a pretty well known um, American owned uh, brewery manufacturer. That we were lucky enough that they had a seven barrel electric system already manufactured and on its way to the United States that wasn't claimed. We got really, really That's crazy. Um, That's yeah, great. You're like the, bidding on an on the boat, as it yeah, says. Really. Yeah. Dude, the lead the time is like a year for new brew systems. Wow. So we got ours. Wow, is that real? We're going to get That's from. We crazy. ordered it in February. We're going to get it in less than four months. That's like stupidly good. Holy cow. Uh, How, what kind of connection was that? Was that through a distributor? No, we just called Stout ourselves. <laughs> just, yeah, just lucky, lucky, lucky enough that it was... Yeah, it's just lucky right. time, and, and yeah. then we, but we're, buy, we're buying our own canning line. I don't know the exact manufacturer we're getting that one from, but um, we're buying our own canning line. How many and, heads um, on the canning line? I'm pretty sure it's two or three. Okay, but for the amount, you know, if, let's let's just say we make a we have so we have a seven barrel system, but we're getting all fifteen barrel tanks. So you double brew into yeah. a fifteen barrel tank. You know, we have no idea what the taste room is going to bring, but we have a really, really big distro market already. So yeah, you got to assume even if we even if we keep half of it for the tasting room and only can ha- the other half, it's 70 cases is not a lot to can, which is why we decided to get our own line, because to have a mobile canner come in and do a small run of less than 100 cases, it will literally cost you both arms and both of your legs. <laughs> <laughs> you will be Lieutenant Dan. we're trying to get the beer out there i mean are you are you uh planning for that distro like you're gonna have to compete now with not just distro but with your opening a tasting room having this many styles on hand and i'm sure you're probably not gonna do like nine ten styles although you could probably build that up once you start moving but are you afraid of trying to keep up with the man that you've already met to date no, because we always have the opportunity to just keep contracting. For I was going to say, yeah. So that's, Those yeah. flagship yeah. beers, the lager and that uh, double vision, you can just keep. Uh, yeah, if yeah. we wanted to. Yeah, we could keep our flagships going at elementary there's, or, or brew, still brew beer at Jug Handle. I mean, there's, you know, there's no shortage of, I mean, I won't say there's no shortage of people that can make your beer because there is, but we we haven't, you know. There's capacity out there. Really. To, there's capacity out there. Yeah, yeah I mean, even. I had reached out to him when I first started. I had reached out. I was talking with Flying Fish, and he's like, wow. man, the smallest batch of beer we can do for you is like 50 barrels. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. I can't do 50-barrel batch. You're going to have to distribute but, through but Total Wine. Yeah, <laughs> what I'm saying is we are in work. Total Wine. Yeah, you, we're in the new, we're, you know, we're in the new one that just opened in uh, Eatontown. Did, but, they, did yeah, they give I you mean, a minimum? No, I mean our minimum is really we only do a two. Um, usually, if you're if you're in Monmouth County, we yeah. only have a two case, two case or one sixth minimum to deliver. Really? Beer to. We sell, we're one hundred percent. I drive the box truck on Thursdays, and my business partner drives it on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. and we we are doing everything ourselves. So. See, I heard things about our local one that you have to have a certain minimum. That was a lot of. I remember Steve was even saying, yeah, that that when they wanted to do it, and they wanted to get it out there. I forget what Nerd Girl, I guess, or whatever it was, they had to produce. Raiders of the Lost Dark, I think, is the one he brewed for them. For them. But then there was another one where they wanted this ridiculous size um, minimum. And it was like, well, I know that this beer, this style that I'm about to brew, isn't going to sell as much as some others. But this is what's on schedule and this is what they want. Mm. So I ended up being kind of... I guess detrimental in a way, but at the same time... You guys are talking about minimum like, batch to brew. Right. Well, what, what Total Wine was willing to take... 
they would only take you know a, a certain you know level of let's say I'm going to say half pallet or something like that, 50 cases or something. That they that's the minimum you have to produce for that distribution deal. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't say for us they'll take two cases. Well, I'll, I'll roll in there with two cases of beer and they'll take it. Inter- yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Interesting yeah. enough. Um, so we've been talking to New Jersey breweries over the last five years that we've been a show, and we, we've come across so many weird things that New Jersey has as opposed to New York. Um, how do you see the brewing industry in New Jersey, the, 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 I, even if it's hyper-local, but overall in the state? Um, I can tell you even, some, you know, even from when we got started two years ago, it's, it's, it's vastly different on a terms of a distribution side. I mean, you've had big, big breweries like Other Half, coming in, uh, taking up market share mm. from local breweries. It's it's really competitive. I don't know if if I was going to do what I did two years ago today, I, I probably – we probably wouldn't survive. Wow. Um, we, we were like perfect timing. Everyone was drinking canned beer to go during COVID, and we came in the market right at the right time. Um, us and actually a couple of good friends of ours, Ross, have the same business model. They did this, kind of the same thing as us, and we've both been pretty successful with the distribution – um, I could tell, I, I think really what you're seeing in the industry as a whole, mm-hmm. and you saw it with the dogfish head, Sam Adams merger is that big, big, big regional breweries are, are just continually losing <clears throat> market share to local craft breweries. Um, you have some of the ones like other half and like Trillium, which are making a little bit of a name for themselves and a little bit where they're getting a little bit more <laughs> into the distro, a little bit. The other half is just an animal. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just consuming all around them like a black hole. But still, that's going to eventually. I know that's it, yeah, it's going to eventually stop, and people are, are still. What I found is people still want to drink local. Yep. They want to. They want to go to the brewery down the street. Yep. They yes. want to know who the owner is. They want to say, "Oh, that's my friend's brewery." First, I want. Will I first? I want the time want. to go to drink the brewery down the street. But once I have that yeah. time, I'm yeah. going to be there. So, and that's why we're going towards a tasting room model because the distribution model is not. Um, There's a limited a amount of shelf space. And yes. if you're selling to the general public, there's you know, those bigger brands are going to command more shelf space. They're going to they're going to get a better spot, and you know they're going to if they have more name recognition, they'll they'll sell quicker. And that's what it is. Yeah, is name recognition really? So um, the way you build your name recognition, I think, really is the biggest way you can do it is really through through word of mouth. I mean, I'm yeah. a big fan of word of mouth. That's the best way to do it. Well, I can't keep up with the amount of people on Instagram. Uh, we're blowing up tonight, and I think it's probably because uh, people really like the uh, the twin lights, and they're waiting to waiting to talk to uh, Melissa and Ryan here. But that's besides the point. They're here, by the way. They are here. They're just listening to conversation. Uh, very good listeners, I'll tell you that. Um, anytime you guys want to just we're listening and enjoying. Yes, yeah, chime in, chime yeah. in. Yeah, no, they're there. I, uh, I, I, any any questions for them as from what you heard so far? From anything that's going on? No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you do it all the right things, like, well. Yeah, listening to the story, and you know, we're just kind of the opposite. So. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 idea for for Ryan and Melissa is they are the hyper local brewery. They are the town brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have the distribution. Everything is right there in their brewery, uh, and they do have the local support. As we were saying prior to the show, um, you know, it is it is the Lindenhurst Brewery. Mm-hmm. If you think of awesome. uh, the brewery in the town, yes, there's Sand City. We've all heard of it, but the town brewery is 27. First of all, you were here first, so <laughs> cheers to that. But after that... Lindenhurst's second oldest brewery. That's right. Yep. And um, what the oldest one was? Linden. Linden, that's yes. right. 
and Lyndon was. I told you there's two other ones. Yeah, so there's there, like whatever. two other ones. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah, Genesee have one? Uh, not Genesee. Um, there was something I was reading in the in the history books, uh, the historical society. I really was. I like I like history. Um, and that uh, <laughs> will you be interested to know this? Uh, Lindenhurst is in the Guinness Broker World Records for the most amount of bars per square uh, mile. Per square mile, yeah. Uh, Back in like the 80s, I think. Yeah. In the yeah. 80s. Yeah. You know what's so, funny? So was uh, the town's talking about. So was Highlands at one point. Ah, <laughs> that's crazy. They we have the uh, we have the title for '86. You have the title for '87. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's it's crazy. just one of those towns that was built for drinking. It's Irish, German heavy, and there you go. That's just oh, yeah. a recipe for good old drinking. Yeah, as a fellow German, I can say I like to drink. Yeah, well, you have to come to Lindenhurst. Now. Yeah, it's a very. German I would love town. to. Yeah, absolutely. Very German town. Yeah, you yeah. come down to Long Island. You let us <laughs> oh, know. Yeah. You, you're making a, a trip. You want to come to some breweries? We're, we're going to hey, hang out with. Yeah. I I went to college with a lot of people from Strong Island, man. Yeah. <laughs> all all good people. I would love to come out there and visit some old friends. What? Well, where'd you go to school? I went to Marist. Oh yeah, oh. Marist. My brother the got kicked out of Marist. Town. <laughs> Marist was my safe school, and they denied me. <laughs> they denied you. How sad is that? My brother oh, got uh, kicked out of the dorms. Yeah, and then he was not allowed to come back for sophomore year. That's why. I, that's why I left my second year of college because I got on uh, housing probation. Yes, I was on housing yeah. probation. Had to live off campus, and my parents were like, "No, you're not." Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll go to Hofstra. That's fine. Um, the the concept of what you're moving forward with here, um, you're obviously doing a lot of planning, a lot of future uh, concepts and things that are going to be happening. Give us like the, I guess your image for what or or your vision for what the future holds for Twin Lights. I mean, w once we open this tasting room, we're just going to get a lot weirder with some of the styles. We can make some of the styles that we haven't been able to make before because we have the tasting room to sell them. We're going to have a ton of live music in our tasting room as much as the state of New Jersey will allow us to have because <laughs> they're just... That was one of those things, hours. right? Li live events or and uh, even like TV, like hosting like a football game or a basketball game. Is, was considered we're, only, to be we're only allowed to have two TVs that are not... We can, have, we can have as many TVs as you want that have menus, but we're only allowed to have two TVs in the brewery that are... Um, that can like have live TV on them. Only two, and what they have a to be weird under rule. a certain size. <laughs> yeah, their you know what it was? It, than yeah, just, the laws haven't changed since the repeal of prohibition. Right. Yeah. That's a, it's an interesting like historical concept that if in fact you Every state's blue laws are just so fascinating. That, that, yeah, how so fucking weird they and are. how they <laughs> haven't been you know deliberated or debated on and and fixed to, to more modernize. The society and and understand that look, there's an entire industry in these uh, states and in these towns that needs to be addressed. There is a, a total lack of futuristic vision from all forms of government. We really need yeah. to well, look at the in future. And there's a special interest group in every state. I understand yeah, that. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. But yeah. you know what? In New there Jersey, it's the Restaurants, right? So Correct. Yeah. yeah, that and that's Vermont, they are so powerful. Pictures. They do not want breweries that's to compete with them. Weird Although my, you know, and actually, I'll <laughs> give a shout out to Blake from Elementary. He said to me, he says it's horseshit. They have to buy a half a million dollar liquor license. I have to shell out half a million dollars for equipment to brew it. What, what do you mean? I can't have a kitchen. I can't. I can't right. serve wine. It's yeah. just, it's crazy. But you know, at this point. It does make you feel lucky to be here, though, right? I mean, we do have... Yeah, we just... The New York laws are a little better when the, we talk to people in Pennsylvania, like Barley Creek, or when we talk to Virginia. The one that's Virginia. weird here is that you, like, that you can't buy beer the same place you buy wine or liquor. Right. Yeah. 
which is annoying. Yeah, people yeah. find that odd. And the I, first, I, the I don't. First, I'm so used to it by now. Right. But. The, yeah. the first time I went to a Total Wine was in was in Minnesota, and I, you know, I'm like, there's, and that was what surprised me. Like, I can buy, you know, the liquor store sells sells beer, which was, yeah. you know, that's. And funny. now you go to Total Wine here, and they're two and separate And they have stores. to operate a separate yeah. fucking business. Like, well, the, <laughs> it has to be a wall. That's right. Yes. Yes. And it's a totally separate corporation. Oh, do is go to Target and buy a bottle of wine. I I feel you like a lot of moms out there, Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, did you guys see the uh, you you sent it out the Sly Fox uh, April Fool's joke? Oh yeah, with, that with the really, box of beer or box I, of hazy they, IPA. They definitely they got me. You got me, and I'm like, "What is that? It really is a thing. <laughs> we can have a box of hazy IPA." Uh, yeah, well, uh, a brewery. So Maryland, there was a brewery in Maryland. They mm-hmm. had uh, I I got fooled. They fucking they 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 got me. Mm-hmm. But their April Fool's joke was they were releasing. You know, they were one of the first breweries in Maryland to to can their beer. So they were revolutionizing the industry again, and they were going to release beer in a box. And it was called Boxo Hazy, and I then they, I fucking fell for it. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a true story. This is honestly got truth. I, we we went to CBC out in Denver this year, Craft Brew Conference, awesome time. And I was on the vendor floor. I went to every single vendor who makes plastic containers. Pertainer makes the plastic pub kegs. I said, "What do we have to do to bring back the beer ball?" I want to bring oh, it back. Oh, the good old beer ball. I want lager in a beer ball <laughs> with a pump. Like, let's do it. And everyone looked at me like I was fucking crazy, man. They were like, no, we can't do that. I was like, why not? Why can't you make a beer ball? Like, the I don't understand. It was first and last time before. I had a beer ball, I was at Fairleigh Dickinson in New Jersey. Uh, and it was on the counter. And I walk in, I go, oh, so this is a beer ball. It's just a big box of beer. With a little tap at the top. I'm like, this is awesome. And then as the night went on, the box went away. The ball started rolling around. People were like, <laughs> just just holding it like a medicine ball, working out with yeah, it. Great. It was awesome. It's like uh, one of those things. It just brings you back to good it's old... nostalgic. Uh, yeah, exactly. Nostalgia. Um, yeah. Will, uh, before we... Uh, and before we just move on to, to Ryan and Melissa here for our, our next segment... Um, uh, give us, a, 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 I know the plans are moving forward. I know everything's kind of, what is your anticipated opening? What are you thinking about for an opening date, uh, opening time or season or whatever, uh, as the brewery starts to take shape? Um, I, we're, it depends on when the, it obviously depends on the state of New Jersey when yeah. the equipment comes in. But as of right now, I'm being realistic. I think we could really be open in August, the beginning of August. Yeah. Which is a short time frame for us, but we've You wanna hit that that summer market. Yeah, get as much of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean honestly where we're located in Titten Falls is a little farther away from the shore. Oh yeah. Oh your favorite beers come out in the summer? No, no, fall. Fall. Oh yeah. Oh fall, yeah. The Dunkles and the the Marzins and Yeah. Yeah. Dark loggers all day. Mm -hmm. I love dude. I was in Mexico, I was drinking Negro Modelo. Yes. There you go. Well, I never knew it was a dunkel. I yeah. didn't know that. And and wait, like, I like uh, Dos Equis Amber too. That's one of one of yeah, the, I when mean, I look for that. Mm. Delicious. Not although I just drank it the other night. I saw Menzingers at Starland Ballroom and got a tall boy of and not as good out of a can. You got to drink it out of a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the Menzingers? I never. Yeah. Heard of we the got men's singers, we they're like a punk rock no, band. They, they, they're like really big fans. Yeah, they're oh, you are? Oh, they yeah. play they over my head. Show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll give you some background, Will. Peter is the metalhead of the group. Uh, Steve nice. and I like our uh, our old school punk. I'm a, 
um, let's say, uh, bad religion, no effects kind of skater, punk guy. And uh, Ryan and Melissa are really all kind of, I would say you're, you're more varied than I am. In that you like, uh, I, I know I hear Saves a Day a lot. A lot of Saves a Day. Good old New Jersey uh, band, loved Saves a Day. Yeah, a lot of Menzingers. A lot of Menzingers. We've had a couple beers. Turnstile. Yeah, Turnstile. Turnstile. That's a great one. Yeah, Trapped a lot of Long Island bands. Ooh, I yeah. am Avalanche, nice. Movie Life. Oh, I am the Avalanches. Avalanche is- uh, Are you guys Flatliners fans? Yeah, I like Flatliners. Yeah, I've have, seen them. have a song or two on the playlist. God right? damn it, this thing. Yeah. Um, I actually saw I've heard of none of these bands. The Messingers <laughs> on a uh, a boat around Manhattan. Uh, they opened for Less Than Jake on a uh, ferry, old ferry ship. They do concerts on, and it went uh, and toured around. God damn it, the the <laughs> was the one Colin Jost just bought. No, 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 no. <laughs> it is not that one. That this was like 2016, 15, maybe. Uh, w- dude, when you have a show. Now, picture being on a ferry boat. No, I'm, I had enough. Just this. give up. Oh, yeah. Just give up on the, on the yeah. fucking phone. You want me to hold it? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's, it's the suction cup, Will. I'm trying to get it done it. right. It's just not working right. Yeah, I get it. it oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So now oh, I got to lick it. I am. I'm going to lick it. Lick it? COVID. Yeah, lick it before you stick it. Man. That- oh, God. <laughs> Um, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, now that it's done. It worse. All right, listen, Instagram, we're going to get out of here because things yeah. are just getting a little too crazy here, and then uh, we'll get you back Mike's when I get this frustrated. Up. I am getting very frustrated. <laughs> trying to host a show while also trying to get technological uh, analog equipment. Oh, almost Throw started. it. Yeah. Throw it. No, 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 no. Throw no, the no, fucking thing. Share it. Throw it up against that. No, no, that would be bad, bad, bad. Oh. I, I don't want to destroy the studio I created. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was an awesome show on the boat. Picture being on a, a ferry with all the, the rows. They were still there. So people are standing in the rows. People are up in the aisle. People right up against the bed. Ba- it was one of those, yeah. you know, moments where you're just like, oh, that's that's pretty freaking cool. I love it. Yeah, we've done a that's couple of those. Cool. Yeah, those are fun, man. Yeah, H2O. Yeah, well, well, uh, Will, what would you say is your, uh, your, your kind of genre of choice? Oh, it's so tough, man. That's yeah, like because you guys have this a playlist. That's like asking a parent what, who's their favorite kid. You know, it's like <laughs> we all have um, one. We all have a favorite kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, listen, I'm a nine, I'm a nineties baby, so there I'm gonna go. say like nineties, nineties rock music always has a little, uh, little place in my heart. But I also grew up like on like nineties rap and like, yep. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of have a very eclectic take. I even used to hate country, and my whole family lives in Virginia, and now I even find myself listening to Hank Williams Jr. So, <laughs> yes. who the hell yeah. knows? Listen, as we you know, grow older, we start to appreciate different uh, aspects of life, and and even that, you go, oh, okay, I get it. I know where he's coming from. I've lived that moment. I've lived that feeling, and you start to appreciate it for sure. The yeah. playlist, by the way, for uh, Years of Solitude, that does seem to fit. Does <laughs> <laughs> it? Good. It has that vibe. Yeah. Uh, Will, so guys, did you guys start drinking it yet? Yo, yes. We, we just poured it. Boozy. I, I think we're we're up in uh, you know the warmer temperatures now, so a lot of the flavors come out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely different when you drink it cold from when you yeah let it warm up. Definitely smell the coconut. Yeah. Oh, you can tell the sixteen pounds. Oh, sorry, the sixteen hours of of, of labor of that coconut. went into toasting all this for sure. Very good. Um, I, I want to ask some uh, questions of Melissa and Ryan, and it, feel free to stick around. We're going to uh, kind of jump back and forth, and if you have any questions. I am. I'm just going <clears> to <throat> – I'm running low on my beverage. So <laughs> yeah, no, anytime <laughs> you want to go. Definitely um, get up for emergencies such as that. Yes. <laughs> we we used to do – Will, just to give you, again, some uh, scope of the, the show, we used to do four-hour shows where we would do – 
probably like two or three breaks, like commercial breaks or music breaks or whatever. And then when we started going to like YouTube and Facebook, we would get hit for all the copyright crap. And we're like, we can't do this anymore. And then COVID kind of really just put a, a clamp down on, we're it doing also, strict two-hour shows, and then we're out. It also became tough to try and, like, drink six beers over four hours. More than that. We Monday. were drinking a lot more On than a that. Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, I don't want to say it was tough. It was really easy. What was tough <laughs> is waking up Tuesday morning yeah. <laughs> and trying to figure out your life all over again, <laughs> like Groundhog's Day every two weeks. That was fun. Um, Melissa Ryan. So we had you in 2018. We were looking it up before the show. Yep. You were in the old uh, version of the studio where we had you uh, in the little roundtable format before the brewery was open. You had maybe two styles that you guys were brewing. Mm-hmm. We then had you on the show the night before you guys opened officially in 2019. I think it was, what, July 2019? August. Oh, August. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was the yeah, 31st, opened, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah yep, we opened um, first. Can you believe that you guys have been doing this no, for this long already? Stopped. Yeah. <laughs> and March, time has lost all meaning for everybody. Sixteenth. Uh, yeah. yeah Twenty twenty. Have you ever heard of Peter Pan syndrome? Uh, where I just want to stay young. That's like when celebrities like hit the age that they got famous. And yeah. They never leave that age. <laughs> like Avril That explains a lot about Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good point. It feels like that, but then it also feels like we've aged 25 years. <laughs> yeah. I still remember, uh, I think you sent it out on your private account, not, not the business account. There was something about like when, like before the shutdown happened, but everyone was very, you know, panicky about it. And you were commenting on the amount of soap the brewery went through. The amount of soap we went through in the beginning of the pandemic, comparatively to what we go through now, is a little disheartening. <laughs> because we went through so much soap. So I'm like, oh, that's great. Everybody's washing their hands, you know, doing... But what, what were they doing before? Exactly. <laughs> and what are they doing now? And what are they doing now? Uh, exactly. I'm like neurotic germaphobe, like OCD, which is great for brewing beer. Yes. <laughs> Not great for <laughs> realizing these things. <laughs> I also noticed myself, because we're both crazy with the germs, that... Because we hear the hand dryer when somebody leaves the bathroom, if the hand dryer doesn't go off, so you I'm just like cut either, that fucking person off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like either they're not drying their hands, or, or the you not. know they're doing the this, which is yeah. you, you see them do that, yeah, which is like that's cool, but like, yeah. when yeah. you're halfway there, when it's Didn't neither. Report come out in the middle of COVID that like hand dryers were less sanitary than like paper towels because they're blowing. Yeah, they, the they, oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah, I did oh. not hear that. So I'll that's say this: I thought I read. I don't know. No, you you might be sense. right because at school at my school during the lockdown they actually replaced all the paper towel dispensers with those Dyson uh, oh, blowers, yeah. right? But there's no catch to the water that's dripping off your hands, and if you look oh. at any place, public restrooms, private whatever, the wall is just covered yeah, with mildew, mildew, yeah. and that is definitely the germs just fermenting on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and no one ever cleans that up. And I go, this is just unsanitary. I actually had them reinstall all the paper towel dispensers in our building. I said, this is not. You can't do this. First of all, the kids aren't fully drying. They have no patience. They're doing this, doing <laughs> that. They're, sure. And they're coming back out. So that's not sanitary. Number two, the amount of water on the floor, they're not wiping it up in between classes. The the teachers aren't wiping up in the, in the staff bathroom. Put the paper towels back. I know it's an expense, but it's a necessary expense. Mm-hmm. And if you have that in there, you're going to have it, 
you're going to have less time in the, the janitorial area, the custodial area, trying to clean that crap up. And you'll probably have less, you know, issues with uh, grime and mildew on the tile walls. It's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, we and I hit see that with some bleach every Yeah, year. you got <laughs> just just dump every the bleach in the room yeah. and we'll bleach bomb every 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 two days. Our um, issue is with the paper towels is I don't trust people to not flush it down. Our, oh yeah, yeah, oh, for oh sure. yeah. Our 130 year old plumbing system. Yeah. So that's a, a legitimate little, concern. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little. Are we are we on you guys on sewers? Yeah. yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. All right, so at least it's not accessible. It's going to overflow oh, and yeah, just no. back up. But Nightmare. the piping, uh, yeah. it's old, probably iron cast system or something like that yep. in the village. Yeah, it's just no way. There's no way. And it used to be, and we talked about this a couple times on the show, it used to be an old uh, meat uh, market, right? It used to have a butcher, butcher there. Butcher, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. And then what was it before that? It was bicycle shop or in between bicycle and yeah, it was a meat market for seventy years. Yeah, wow, and then, wow, yeah, and then it so was many the dead bike. cows, so many dead cows, and so yeah. much blood yeah. went through There's those still pipes hooks on the ceiling. Yeah, you can see the hooks where they where they hung the cows. They <laughs> hang plants there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so stringer like, lights. And yeah. then I'm like, I forget, and I'm like, every day, like cleaning stuff at the brewery, at the floor drain. I'm like, so much blood went down this drain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> and people will come in and they'll be like, I could still remember the cows hanging from the hooks in the back. And we're like, eh. Thanks. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Like, this place is haunted. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm the fucking ghoul. By cows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is a number of things that have, have taken shape over these last three years in the village. Give us the perspective to anyone that's listening about all the stuff that's been going on in the village over these last few years since you guys have opened. Oh, man. Where do you want us to start? I know. I, it's it's amazing. We were talking about this really early on, you know, how much growth is going to be available to us. It has grown. It's grown. So many things yeah. have ha- opened, some new businesses. Yeah. The Lindenhurst is now seen like the Babylons and the Patchogs and the local big spots. And the Farmingdales. And the Farmingdales. <laughs> it's a, just another spot on the map. How how's it been for you guys? Have you seen that? And you've seen it firsthand. Yep. Yeah, we pretty much experienced it as it went. Um, when we opened up, you know, Joe from WA was already opened WA up. WA Meadworks. Yep, WA Meadworks, shout out. Um, Billy Bro. from Restoration, he yeah. was really at the helm of opening, you know, revitalizing the town and opening Something up new. the first spot. The first of this new wave. Yeah, the new wave. To and attract other businesses from coming in. Yeah, and I can honestly <laughs> say that if it wasn't for Billy from Restoration and Restoration in general, yeah. I don't think any of these other businesses would mm. have opened. They really um, were the, the trailblazers they were the for trailblazers, the town, 100%. for sure. And he is a devoted Lindenhurst resident. He's lived here for almost his entire life and you know he was really um an inspiration to us to want to stay in our hometown um so it was just very inspiring to be alongside him be alongside joe and roger for wa meadworks and then to see everybody else come along the way it's it's been really nice it has a fully exploded Uh, i love my village. I'm glad I took residence in it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure um, house values have gone up just because of the need. And, and <laughs> Don't remind me. I know. <laughs> you guys We're, sold too soon, didn't you? We are actively looking for a house right now. Oh, my God. Is, uh, it's no, uh, oh, and good so Lord. Yeah. the best timing yeah. with everything. Yeah, yeah, we have really great timing. It's so like just, you guys are, are, you took residence at the well, which is yep. a, a great new complex. It's not the well anymore. Yeah. Oh, what is it called yeah, now? That, we'll, we'll get into that. All right. <laughs> I'll drink a little bit more. Yeah, of yeah, yeah so we'll start talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give you a little bit more of that, but will they give you some some uh, you know uh, I guess guidance on this? So there's a huge um, 
uh, residence development that was built right by the train tracks in hopes to attract more people into the village, um, address things like parking situation, um, address you know new home prices i guess at the time but it was finished uh i think about a year and a half ago mm-hmm. right it's in the, it was a, it was finished officially not even a year ago okay so yeah. it was not yeah. even a year ago we were actually the first people to move in there yeah you oh, guys yeah. were kind of trailblazers of that yeah. um and there is a uh, a lot of people taking residence in there i don't know how it is now well i guess we'll find out in a little bit um but it is an, an attractive place for first time home buyers or renters or anything like that uh, but it has brought a lot of foot traffic to the village, mm-hmm. and that's what you know. Think about a small village, and then throw five thousand new residents in it. Yeah, two hundred sixty apartments. But how, how big yeah. is two hundred sixty apartments? Wow, two sixty one. Two sixty one. Yeah, Jesus. our village has um, previously. I think the uh, um, the population was like thirty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a it, lot like a percentage. That's a lot of people to bring into. A, yeah. That's like to, our business wow. model is just well. You know, focusing on just like yeah, being in the main main street and just people coming every week. It's the same people. The town's brewery. Yeah. What size system do you guys have? Uh, three and a half. Three and a half barrel. Will don't yeah. take all my questions away. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm, I'm curious because like they're 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 where we want to be and maybe where where they want to be. Like I feel like we're on opposite <laughs> yeah. sides of the spectrum. You know. Yeah. Um, Definitely. you guys started with a one barrel system though, right? You were brewing. Small batches. Oh, I was doing oh, 15 wow. gallons. Oh, you were? 10 okay. gallons, like when I was homebrewing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then we had but, three and a half barrel, but yeah, I used Kvike yeast for everything. So I had different strains for different things. And uh, yeah, the beer ferments out in two days. Yeah. Um, so a lot more flexibility than traditional brewing. Because you got to turn and burn. Use. You got to get that barrel system moving and right into the, the brights and get them going, right? Yep. So you got a new tank. I know. Uh, so you got a seven barrel tank, yeah. Seven barrel tank. You're doing awesome. double brew days, I guess? Yeah. So double batching. And are you still in the walk-in? Are you still kind of letting it rest and, and settle there? Or are you you're out? Yeah, the new tank's on Glycol. Okay, so it is on oh, Glycol. Okay. But the other ones, yeah, that was like the biggest lag time. Is yeah. Then, like going from uh, whatever room temp to It was tough to logger in. I remember we yeah. were talking about that. Yeah. I was like, oh, boy, yeah. Well, it's like I saved the time of fermentation and then lager like in bright tanks. <laughs> Inside the cold room. Negates all of that. And let it, yeah. So that's why now. But then you can go and brew again, though. That's the. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. And then, like, you know, what we do a lot of doing a lot of IPAs and stuff, so letting the dry hops and all that. Yeah. So. I want to talk about the things that I've been seeing recently. That's not what I'm looking at, by the way. <laughs> um, you guys have been posting a lot about French pressing all sorts of crazy shit <laughs> in the beer. I think this is like the. The, the newest kind of Randall concept, right? I mean, yeah, you guys a, have a it's Randall. It's a mini Randall. We have a Randall. Yeah. yeah. And and you guys have always done, you know, gummy bears and, and things like that through the Randall. Yes. Yeah, but only ones. recently have I seen things like, um, what was uh, Lucky Charms yeah. into a stout and uh, what looks like snack mix. <laughs> <laughs> snack mix it's into- the best. I almost yeah. brought it here for you. Get out of here. What yeah. What is going so on? Cheesy. What do you- <laughs> is it? Oh my goodness! So what That's you... party? No, that that was our April Fool's joke. <laughs> it was all right. Yeah. We were like that, or or put our like dog treats that we give to the dogs in the tasting <laughs> room, and then like it's a little grainy. <laughs> yeah, for April Fools. But then people think that the party mix, people the Uts party mix. I didn't realize it was April first when you were posting that. I probably saw it a day later or something. Yep. And I'm I went... not the only one that got fucking taken. Yeah, you got taken. A Bruzo texted me and he's like, "You've gone too far." And I was like, "It's called innovation, bro." That's uh, I was like, no way. And then you you did a video of it. Slowly, I'm like, are they really doing this? 
I gotta know what that's like. And apparently, it's not like anything <laughs> because it's I mean, you could even... try it if you want to yeah. come. But by. the Lucky Charms was not <laughs> no, that's... not an April Fool's joke. No, that was, was real. real. Yeah, well, you know, like yeah, it's we're delicious. Irish American, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, like I always do a lot of Irish styles, and when we were like homebrewing stuff, I would have parties, and I'm like, "Hey, hazy IPA stout." You know, use a French press with mm-hmm. Lucky Charms for like our parties and stuff for St. Patrick's Day. So. How does that turn out? Does it does it really add like so the thing is depth with, to it? What, yeah. What, so sweetness? with that, what's cool is like with the French press over a Randall is that it's like this, you know, user experience. The longer you let it sit, the more you're gonna get that bottom of the yes, bowl, like milk cereal bowl thing going on. <laughs> but if you like it's hit it right away, you know, you can get you know you're gonna get like the mild like like you know the whatever the odor whatever the wheat is cereal and then the marshmallows. Mm-hmm. So it all depends. Like we have people that come, and then we tell them, like, "Yeah, you can let it sit," and then they'll, like they'll let it just sit and like marinate and absorb, and then they'll order other beer while just staring at it. And I'm like, oh my god, as it's slowly expanding in the bottom of the yeah. French yeah. press. I mean, it, cool ideas. The whole concept of what you guys have been doing is turnover, right? You guys have been throwing out a bunch of different styles over the last few years. The stuff that's really stuck. What have been those those you know flagship brews that you've been doing the most of? Well, yeah, our blonde ales. Yeah, which is just simple yeah. smash beer, single malt, single hop. Uh, it's two row and centennial hops with our house Kavite blend. Mm. Uh, and then we'll I'll dose kegs or brighter or whatever for like pumpkin, cranberry, name of any fruit or whatever. We just <laughs> do different variants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're five percent, simple, easy. Then there's obviously Rainbow Cookie Stout, which I'm gonna have a Rainbow Cookie coffin one day. <laughs> yeah, soon I'm gonna be a. Ra- I'm gonna be that sounds delicious. A flavor Flav with a giant chain of like a rainbow cookie or something. Like, <laughs> Gotta do it. Gotta <laughs> do it. Like Flavor Flav. Just Where do you get the rainbow cookies from, by the way? So that oh. we get them from a place in Iceland. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because we were doing different local. You need bakeries. a lot of them, right? Patsy says fucking great. Yeah, yeah we love them, but they're not. Um, they don't hold. We garnish the beer with ah, because the they're not chocolate wrapped all the way around. They're right? not chocolate wrapped all the way around, and they're very. I don't want to say the mo- word moist, but they're very moist. <laughs> like spongy, yeah. They're spongy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you put them on the toothpick, they, they just, just fall apart. We garnish yeah. them. Got it. Because again, that makes sense. It's why would you go to a specific brewery? People like craft beer; they want to try new stuff. Let's just get to have the best experience of do different shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we they they brew a stout with rainbow cookie. It is one it. of the most. Uh, in enlightening moments when you drink, you go that is rainbow so cookie. So we garnish it too. Right. So you so eat the cookie and you taste it. And it's, it's almost like chocolate pairing, right? I mean, it's like on, yeah. Exactly. But then it's, you know, it. we got a lot of different age groups and whatever, and then a lot of, oh, my God, it tastes like the cookie. And then it's like, yeah, it's called rainbow cookie stout, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, duh. I'm like, I know. Chocolate, raspberry, and almond, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you guys using extracts with that in addition to the cookie itself or just straight up the cookies? No, it's, no, so there's no cookie in the actual beer. Okay, so you're not doing any of that? No. No, the beer is just like a simple stout. Yeah. Uh, but focusing on the the dark grains, but the dehusk, like, you know, roasted grains to get that, like, decadent uh, chocolate flavor. Then, yeah, we use Maris out of base, as we talked about Maris before. Yeah. You know, great base grain for that. Um, and then raspberry puree and almond. Bingo. So it's just it's just simple. Yeah. Like um, almond extracts or almonds. Like It's like, like a syrup, like yeah. an orange oh, okay. thing. Yeah. I just found that to be like the best. Like a puree, but like just then, has yeah, some like, sustenance. It's kind of like a light version of an extract. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
because like an extract is more alcohol based. So yeah, and you're going to get even more sugar with that as well. It's like yeah. a maple syrup kind of consistency? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, exactly. got it. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because the extract, we didn't want that like tannin you get from that leftover alcohol. Yeah, yeah. or the fake, whatever. So we don't distro the beer, so I don't have to worry about, you know, you guys. With Steve, right. you know, the yeah. whole story, and then with the, you know, with the yada and all that. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's like a worry, like, wait, did this... You know, are they cleaning the line, or is someone next going to have like yeah, have a nut allergy, allergy and die at some <laughs> bar or restaurant? Like, I mean, one can hope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, for being stupid All the enough. strong survive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm saying it's like you know that keg will kick, and then they don't. Bars, restaurants generally don't clean their lines. Nope. But they should call well, Rosie's Grab Solutions. That's who they should and call. And get their yeah, fucking lines time. cleaned, yep. especially when you have like volatile, because there is a large brewery that is Anheuser Busch owned that has been doing a rainbow cookie. I mean, our, our friends at Dubco, they have theirs, which is a great one. Yep. Yeah. The John Hands, the John Frey yeah. special. Yes, that's, that's right. You know, that's kind of like that. Pool Boy. Bobby does a good one, too. Oh, yeah, that's you right. Know, Doesn't he do a sour with it, too, though? Doesn't he, he does do everything. Yeah, He's yeah, all, he, yeah. That guy, he I, like thought, I thought I'm, like, crazy with creating stuff. And he just, you go, every time you talk to him or you go there, there's, like, he's got five versions of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, of anything you could think of. Like, he's killing it, you know, with the ciders and stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. Him in motion, too, now. Motion. Yeah. yeah, they've been doing yeah. more and more Needs stuff. A lot of innovative stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah I have a quick question for you guys. Go Are you it, guys out to build brew ciders in New York? We aren't at the moment under our license. It's our a different current license. license. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We have a um, microbrewer license. Yeah. So, so it's similar to New Jersey, then. We're not allowed to brew ciders, or we can brew hard seltzers because they're malt-based, but we can't brew ciders. You can get a license to do both. Uh, and there's I don't think in, we can in New Jersey. I think you have to be one or the other. Oh no, yeah, I'm saying in New York, yeah, you in can. New York, yeah. You can have, there's a there's like a tax in, or whatever incentive where it's a farm brewery license. So if you use a certain percentage of New York State grain, you can then brew cider. You can have guest taps from other breweries. You can have New York State uh, uh, wine spirits, and and yeah, and spirits, spirits right? And yeah. wine. So well, correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't in New York State. Aren't you? Couldn't you technically like start a brewery in your backyard and have people come? Drink your beer? Or yeah, you can do that anytime. That's how we No, no, but yeah. I mean, you can. Well, doesn't you can shoot off fireworks in New York too? But that yeah. doesn't make it legal. Well, no, blind bat don't doesn't. He, no, he doesn't, I was talking about legally. Like, I yeah, thought you oh. no, yeah, that. you're right. Yeah, yeah so blind bat brews in his still house. Have to, yeah, well, he has like a brew shed barn thing, which is pretty cool. But that's like zoned and designated and like all the legal purposes there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then they have an external. Tasting store, room, storefront yeah. tasting room, little restaurant thing going on, which is cool. But long is, story yeah. short, you can, you yeah. are legally allowed to. Yeah, yeah. But you have to go through all the permitting and you stuff. It's you know, like you would do for a regular fight with your neighbors. Yeah. In single well, combat. I mean, yeah, they yeah. complain and then it doesn't go through. That's a whole. The thing. key is you should just give your neighbors free beer, man. And then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we did. Give them beer. They will not appreciate the free beer and the invite to come on over yeah. and listen yeah. to some good tunes and relax. Um, you guys have uh, had a hell of a journey. Um, Still you guys, going. Yeah, I, <laughs> forever. That's it. You guys have uh, the the new tank in. Yeah. W any other expansions to the brew house in the near future? Uh, so yeah, I got the new tank. We got the glaggle hooked up, and then we have a small canning line that will be operating. Ooh. Where? Ooh. Fucking where are you putting <laughs> where that? Are in? You putting? <laughs> it's uh... on Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we got it's what WA Meatworks has. It's a wild goose. Uh, Gosling, it's a single head filler. Okay, it's really okay. it's the size of this uh, table. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a nice that's a nice canning line though. Yeah, you can yeah. expand on that. You can build it out. We looked at that too. Yeah, well, they've so. been hand canning in their crowler machine. Oh, 
for thousands, not even thousands yeah. and thousands because again that's we don't have employees it's yeah. just yeah. us right. and, and prayers yeah me brewing cleaning <laughs> bartending yeah it's labor of love or <laughs> or no choice yeah. Yeah. dude i i understand doing it by hand when we when we first started doing our we were 100 distribution so we pick up the beer at the manufacturer in our box truck and bring it back to our warehouse well we did not have a forklift we acquired <laughs> an old an old conveyor belt that you would see at like a post office for packages <laughs> out of some guy off a barn in Pennsylvania. And it would take us legitimately four people, three hours to, we would have to take every palletized case, 250 cases on a 30, a 30, uh, like a Holy 30 barrel shit. batch and yeah. individually lift one end on the edge of the box truck. So it was slanted and we'd have to <laughs> slowly throw each case into the warehouse and repalletize them. Oh man. That, that reminds yes, me man. like watching yeah, Instagram videos of like modern engineering oh, people doing like crazy, crazy <laughs> shit with, <laughs> with, uh, with backhoes and stuff like Trying that, how they get off, how they make things. It, it's just an ingenuity and, and the manpower. It makes you think about how they build pyramids and all sorts of crazy stuff back in the day. It, it's it, the whatever Egyptians you can put your mind to man. They would have taken over the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> if we go back in time and we just give the Egyptians forklifts, that's the end of civilization as we know it. I, I, I find it amazing what... If only the ancient aliens had brought a forklift. Just a right? forklift, that's they, it. Yeah. And a forklift license, because God forbid <laughs> the pharaohs got their hands yeah, on some uh, licensing. Yeah, yeah. God forbid OSHA found out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the concept of, of what... You guys, you craft brewers are capable of doing when you put your minds to it. What you want to do to, to move your business, what you want to do because of the love of the industry, actually astounds us uh, and even astounds Steve to this day, uh, modernizing everything you can, figuring out a way around how to do this, how to do that, how to get through COVID and how to make to things sustain. You guys you know? kind of made that happen. I mean, I, I yeah. tried to get to you as much as I could and and spread the love around wherever I could. You guys had a hell of a time trying to get um, you know COVID business moving by just selling out of the storefront, hand canning things. I know I walked yep. by a few times, and you guys are in there pressing the freaking uh, the uh, uh, machine. Yeah, the I was gonna say the October machine. That's what I was looking for. Well, October is the brand, yeah. right? That and is. and being able to just pump out four packs. Hand labeling, hand everything. It's yeah, just man. it's bananas. So that hand, that that canning line, you guys looking open these because we're talking them. Um, that canning line is going to save how much time? Like, what is the efficiency? Yeah, so I, I could do the three three and a half barrels in an hour and a half. Hour and, and how so long? That, how yeah, long would it really take you by hand? By hand? Oh, uh, forget hours, about. Yeah, hours. yeah. Four or five hours. We've done it before. Well, yeah, yeah, we've done. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So right away. Get back to brewing, right? I mean, you 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 taking it out, you getting yeah, in the that's lines. Yeah, plan. Yeah. So I and we built our cold room like ourselves. So it's I oversized right. that. We have that fridge, so I have plenty of cold storage. Just so. Yeah, they they, they took the restrictor plate off the Red Dragon, Will, and they uh, got the air conditioner running at a smooth. Uh, what oh, is it? you guys use the cool bot. The cool oh, bot. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So do we, man. So I mean, we have a, we have a we have a cold box at our, uh, but the new place we're going into. Um, we, like I said, we took over Jug Handles old building. They have a prefab, like not prefab. They built it themselves. Yeah. Uh, a coal box, and we just installed two brand new twenty five thousand BTU AC units ourselves Jeez, with the cool yeah. bomb, man. Nice, hell yeah. <laughs> and that awesome. really that you oversized that because now you can have 
backup storage for the canning unit, right? Yeah. And you're just stacking there. Yep. Get ready for the plan. Are you, are you planning on doing just local distro to some of the spots, or are you that's just coming out of the tasting room? Uh well, obviously, like the most money I'll ever make is selling direct to consumer, yeah. and also, you know. We like our customers, and you know what I mean. Like it's it's like that that connection that connection is like you know one of the best parts of uh, yeah. brewing beer, drinking beer, hanging out. And That's how has that that reception been? I, obviously, you've grown over, you've taken over a little bit of the lot next to it, so you have a little yeah, outdoor a little space yard. now. Mm-hmm. That was big, huge, That's massive. Yeah, we needed that, and then especially with COVID protocols and all that. Yeah, sure. The and outdoor now, stuff. Yeah, is, the tap rooms. You know small so <laughs> yeah again the time it was tasting room and you know for people stand and cram in there and whatever and then with covid six feet apart everything and this and that it was it was tough that would have been impossible impossible business was, model to have pe- five people in the tasting room which is pretty much yeah kind of where you'd be well we you can have we had like 28 people in the whole building right because we had people in the brew house yeah yeah two tables back there but that it was just tough <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's what you do that's that's, that's what i'm getting at in and that you guys want to you want it so bad Kind of just bring that product to everybody. Pass that back down here. I don't think I've had that in a little while. Is this the first time you brewed this? No. Uh, yeah. It is? This one, yeah. I feel like it's I've... Good. You name all your stuff like very <laughs> like radical things. Yeah, um, of course. This is... I've had a double from you before, though. Have I not? I think yeah, so. Yeah, definitely. Yes, you def- I've definitely. It's all the same Maybe beer. Maybe rights and Don't tell anyone. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Rights and It's all the same beer. It's just different ratios of citrus <laughs> mosaic. Don't tell the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little bit of here and there, and we can rename it and repackage Treehouse it. Treehouse who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's that? Who's that? Um, give us a little breakdown on this. This is uh, a new beer, Constant Chaos. Yeah, it's just double dry hop. You know. 8-4. Modern. Uh, so you you're not really known for your eight or eight percenters and higher. You're blonde and some of your stouts yeah, so are in the... with the uh, yeah since tasting room and whatever. Yeah, we focus on the session beers. Yeah, but a lot of the IPAs and stuff. I like the doubles and then the triple IPAs. Yeah. So mm. kind of I feel like that's a a good medium there. Juicy. I get that nice yeah. little uh, splash. Smells great. Give me yeah. the breakdown of this. What what are we using here? Uh, so Pilsner. I don't know why small. I'm using my sexy voice. I apologize <laughs> for that. Ryan, Please tell stop. me all about that. <laughs> yeah, Pilsner very small, flaked oats, uh, malted oat, white wheat. Uh, our house, Kvike blend, which is mm. the yeast. So that gives them a ton of like, you know, fruity esters. Yeah. Um, which also like hides a lot of alcohol. The alcohol. <laughs> You know, there. you do an eight percenter and not even feel it. Yeah, I mean, we've done like 12 and a half, 13, mm-hmm. and you don't, yeah, because the, the yeast comes the way it like formed, it can really handle like high ABV stuff. It prefers that it struggles with session, session beers, it's backwards than every other yeast <laughs> out there. Like, literally, it's its own class. Do you guys use that yeast for all your beer? Yeah, are you you're wow. repropagating it, right? Repropagating. Yeah, like cone to cone, so like when the yeast yeah. drops, uh, and then so I have a blend for IPAs, Blondale, Stouts, which is like a little more fruit forward, and then I have the the Lutra from uh, you know, it's a, from Omega, and and that's like the it's super clean lager like. Yeah, uh, it's like the pseudo lager. Yeah, and your lagers pair very well with these too. That yeah, that so yeast again. When you mm. know how to, it's it has it's like everything else, every style, every ingredient has its nuances, but uh. Yeah, I mean, I'm super sensitive to diacetyl and sulfur yeah. from lagers. So, like, I As hate, you should be. <laughs> I don't like traditional lagers, really. That's why, like, yeah, I'm like, that's just funny we said before. Like, I'm always, and as if you come to 27A, you'll probably see 
like my friends coming and we're just can sharing or whatever. Yeah. It's all hazy IPAs. <laughs> we drink some other stuff or they try to bring the out haze whatever. boys in the house. That's 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 who they are, yeah. <laughs> um Joe told told me about a little story, by the way. Joe from WME works right there in Lindenhurst as well. By the way, Will, we have a uh, a mead uh brewery or mead works Meadery. Ha- honey wine. Meadery. Yep. Honey wine, that's right, in Meadery. our town as well. So we have now a total of three breweries <laughs> and a meadery in the town of Lindenhurst. And it is the and most- And a lot of drunks. <laughs> and a lot of, <laughs> and a lot well, of bars. Well, certain places sells 15% uh, stouts. So yes. People get a little- Sounds like I got to visit Lindenhurst. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely <laughs> a, on the map. There's a lot, a lot to see here in Lindenhurst. Um, the, the, Joe told me about a bottle share that he was doing recently that he didn't even make it to the end of for whatever reason. Um, interesting enough, uh, it wasn't on your traditional meat. He was- Drinking just straight, um, let's say just seven percent hazies, and when I saw him, uh, he was drinking a lager, and I said, "What's with the lagers?" He's like, "Yeah, no, I can't drink hazies right now. Like he's off them. He's like, I'm yeah. on the lagers." Wait, I'm like, right. Yeah, he's, he's a lager guy, I think overall. Yeah, but, he doesn't like, but like he doesn't let anybody know. He's a haze boy deep down. I, Sometimes I now he's a, he's a seltzer boy now. Oh, get out of oh. here! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's what you get from me to Reese. That's what happens. Yeah. He, it's a natural Seltzer. progression right to Seltzer. Yeah. Is he doing Loverboy or Hell's Kitchen from uh, Crate South Bay? No, 27A Seltzer. <laughs> oh, you are. Yeah. Oh. Again, using the Kvike yeast, it gives it a different like flavor profile. Mouthfeel, is it? Everything. Is it there more of the, the maltiness of it then? Uh, what, what comes out in those? In, in what? I'm not a Seltzer guy, so you, yeah. you really- you, you That's gotta... why I was like refused to do them or whatever, and then I was like, if I'm going to do them, I'm going to do them my way. So mm-hmm. I used like the house yeast and I- uh, yeah, it just gives it like this awesome, like soft, and then hmm. the esters from that. It's like uh, sometimes like that's like plans too. We want to do is like offer like just a base seltzer, yeah, <clears throat> without any like the flavorings or anything, uh, just because the it just showcases the yeast because you know it just it has that sweet fruit. It's, yeah, it's yeah. dry, so there's like no like tropically mm. yeah. kind of pineapple. Yep, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a Mad pineapple figures. I get for sure, especially in this. This mm-hmm. I that comes out. A lot with this. Yeah. And I like that. That's kind of brings me back to um, like a Finback does that pineapple IPA. That was very good. Um, I think San City did a collab with them with the pineapple yeah, IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's that's got that, that feeling to it. It's very good. And you guys did a, um, a collaboration with all of the people in Lindenhurst, yep. including San City and WA. That was um, in your neighborhood or... Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you be my neighbor? I knew it was a Mr. Rogers play awards. Yeah. Uh, what was that breakdown? How did that go? What What was the uh, the essence of that? Obviously, getting all together with Kevin and Joe and bringing yeah. everything together. We were talking about it for a while. And then... Celebrating Lindenhurst Pride, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so what was the was the process done over at San City? Yep. So tell us a little bit about you know what went into that. So yeah, we did like a twenty barrel batch. Uh, Joe brought the honey. It's a honey brown ale, and then uh, we brewed it, and then we had it in all our spots. Canned it, had a beer dinner at Restoration where every course came with a different beer from one of us or mead. And then, uh, yeah, pretty dope. That's crazy. Will, uh, we got someone on the phone. You might be able to hear him. Uh, this is the word with Mike Pete and Steve Gubbsradio.com. Who do we got on the phone? I fucking love seltzers. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it, Joe. <laughs> How'd you knew it was Joe? <laughs> I, I s- they're talking about how I like seltzers, so I had to come in. I had to call in and defend myself. <laughs> when, when did you get into seltzers? Uh, you know what it is. Sometimes I just don't want to drink a hundred beers. 
<laughs> why? I'll just, I'll yeah, just take I'm nine with you. <laughs> Ryan Seltzer's. Will says he's with you. We got Will from Twin Lights Brewing in New Jersey on uh, the Zoom tonight. Uh, he can hear you, but I don't think you can hear him. That's I think that's the, the catch to it. So I'll just repeat whatever he says. Really quick, Joe, you and I were talking on Friday, um, and, and you said, you know, I'm just going with a, a straight lager. I don't feel like the hazies. I, I would assume from that conversation that, you know, you were big into the – the the IPAs and the hazies lately. What's I'm with- just over I'm just over IPAs. Nothing yeah. against everyone who drinks them. I just want four and a half percent clean lagers. <laughs> I want to drink seven beers. I don't want to drink three eight and a half percent. New Summer's coming, anymore. Joe. Summer is coming. That's when it's. Listen, that's not because I'm, I'm always going to be fat, so that's not. <laughs> you no, no, that's what, fat to no. It. Summer is is that you know that sessionable lager kind of season for me. I, anyway, you know that's what. Lawnmower beers. Lawnmower beers. Yeah. Available here, I would drink Unica Club every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, I will. That's that was that was our first. Our, so our yeah. first ever beer we ever released was our lager. That's what I was drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah the lager was really and, and the first guy to ever review it on Untapped really said lawnmower beer. Yeah, so oh really? Said, that's what you want is lawnmower beer. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah, lawnmower beer, man. Joe, sorry. What are you guys up to? How's the show going? I've been watching the whole time. Thanks, buddy. I had to take it off Instagram because my little suction cup thing was was <laughs> having a real tough time, a tough go at it. He tried <laughs> licking it, and it didn't work. It did, that, that definitely did not work, and. Uh, it feels like it's sticky now, but we'll see what happens if I can get back on. Joe, when we go silent, uh, Will's talking on the Zoom. You can't hear him, uh, but he can hear you, just so you know. So, uh, gotcha. we'll- I mean, I'm sitting, on, I'm sitting outside. with It's delayed on my computer, so it's on my computer. Gotcha. I'm sitting outside with my dog, mm-hmm. running around. Ah, how's mm-hmm. Hazel doing? She's good? Uh, she's good. Right. I just didn't want to sit inside anymore. <laughs> All right, do me a favor. I, I want you to ask something to Ryan and Melissa. That you you would think that would make them uh, give you a truthful answer to the question you're about to ask. You know them probably better than anyone at this point. <laughs> no, 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 I can't go there because no, no, I'm not saying anything no, embarrassing, no, no, no. Joe. We're very close with Joe. I know we're not talking about anything embarrassing. Just give give them a, a nice softball there, question there to start. Expansion of Lindenhurst questions. I was uh, I was waiting for the tongue biting to, to, to come come with the tongue biting. What is that? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yeah. nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. We, uh, we, we right. have our publicist here. You yeah. Know. She. She. Yeah. Um, Got to make sure. Got to make sure PC. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got it. <laughs> Speaking of gummies, you guys brew a blonde ale with a giant gummy bear. Five pound gummy bear. Right. Five mm-hmm. pound yeah. gummy bear. That is your. You're taking your base blonde, right? Yeah. With the gummy bear. What is? What was the the, the thought process of that? I saw. <laughs> go I just crazy. created beers and just try to like take it. <laughs> stuff from other things and i don't know i saw this giant gummy bear once and i was like oh we should throw it in the kettle and like sacrifice it to the, to the brew I'm pretty, no i'm pretty sure this originated when we went to hershey park ah okay. like four years ago and he saw the giant gummy bear that they had in the gift shop of hershey park and okay he was like, we should brew a beer with that and i was like yeah we probably should and then that's what happened and then we did and then we did so joe have Halloween. you been there for one of the rituals of uh the sacrificial uh, gummy bear I have not. I was never invited. <laughs> Is there an incantation read <laughs> before the gummy a, the gummy bear dies? That's a Tom or? from San City thing. What's that? That's a that's a Tom from San City thing. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tom comes helps out yeah. with, with yeah. that stuff. <laughs> uh Tom, by the way, is B three. Three. Yep. Three. Uh he, he was uh on the Instagram live before saying uh all accolades for the twenty seven A crew. Um Joe over the years that you've known uh, Ryan and Melissa, what have you seen from the brewery that really stands out in your mind? 
Um, I just think they're really good for the community. I think they're super community based. Um, I think they treat their their uh, their guests very well. I think it's a fun place to hang out. Uh, it's just you when you go there, you have like a you always get a good experience. There's always like a good vibe. There's always like a, like a, a family like feeling when you go in there, and where like, everyone kind of knows each other. It's it's almost cheers like, if you will. Nah. <laughs> where Are like you-, this, you walk in there all the time. It's like a lot of the same people sitting at the bar, drinking beers, hanging out. So. Are you it's there, a, Norm? It's always, it's always like a really relaxing, like vibe. I go. I usually go there after I close. <laughs> I think you purposely set your hours so then you can leave and go over to Twenty Seven A. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit of that. I cannot confirm nor deny such allegations. <laughs> no, we're, we're also a super niche product, and people don't stay very often late too. Which is, which is actually kind of nice. You were very like, busy this weekend. I, I had a lot of uh, back and forth through the village. I noticed both you guys had a lot of people in and out. It was a beautiful weekend. People were taking advantage of the outdoor seating, the, the picnic tables. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a good weekend. But like I said, we're, we're niche, and people don't stay as late with by us, which sometimes we feel good because then it, gets, of, uh... it lets me get out and go visit everyone else. Joe, hold on a second. We got someone else calling in. This is the word with Mike, Pete, and Steve, GovsRadio.com. Who do we got on the phone? This is also, this is Mike, Ryan, and most people know who I am. <laughs> well, you're calling from Great <laughs> South Mike. Bay, so I saw that, and I went, who is this guy? He's calling on his company phone. Yes, he is. I, I have the podcast on my personal phone, but um, no, we are like Cheers at 27 Day, but our norm is a man named Greg. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, tell, tell us a little about Greg for a moment. Greg. He's like our dad, all uh-huh. of our dads. Is he? He's an older gentleman. He's an older yeah, gentleman. Older. Frequents yeah. a lot. He actually, I yeah. think he's the same age as my dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like an old metalhead. Yeah, he's oh, really? really? Good at, he's really good at like guitar. He's been in a bunch Very of metal bands. Very talented musician. Really, Very and talented. he's been in a, a bunch of like Grateful Dead. Like he's like all about metal and then like jam band. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's actually played the gazebo before with his band. Really? Oh, okay. okay. Summer there was like thousands of people. Like it was crazy. Will, to give you some perspective on this one, uh, in the village we had this uh, little park in the center of town with the gazebo and they set up a band shell in the parking lot very, like right adjacent to the park and uh, over the summer they have some, you know, bands that play all night. Again, brings foot traffic to the village, brings people to local businesses. It's a great, I'm a, I keep saying it, but it's a great little town, man. I Fucking love my town. <laughs> Maybe want to move there, man, but I don't think I can afford a house. <laughs> 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 Trust me, Ryan and Melissa are having a tough time, man. It's not easy. I'm mixing the beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You could put up one of those uh, mini houses. People live in those tiny, tiny houses. I literally said that today. Yeah, we went and bro. Saw I'm a house. six foot yeah. three. Yeah, my future, man. I'm six two. I hear you, man. There's not there's not a queen bed in this uh, world that can house my feet. That's that's my problem. I need a king if I'm going to sleep comfortably. For real. California king. Mm-hmm. Just so I have distance from my wife. <laughs> just <laughs> stop rolling near me. And then I got full sleep. Uh, Joe, Mike, you guys, uh, Mike, maybe you can uh, weigh in. Uh, what have you seen over the last few years from 27A? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of like, I, I caught on the podcast late, but uh, from what I, what I heard, you guys surmised it pretty well. I mean, now that now, especially with Sand City being down the road and Root and Branch on its way, I think uh, there's going to be quite an interesting dynamic to see kind of where Ryan's hazies land amongst the group of people that generally 
kind of frequent those establishments. I think up until now, Lindenhurst is such like a a session town from what, you know, we've seen. Yeah. I know Ryan, Ryan knows his number one beer is a rainbow cookie stout that comes in at 5% alcohol. So there's uh, there's Is he saying you're going to have to up your game? Is that what he's trying to get at? No, 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 no. I think his game's there. I just think nobody knows yet. Ah, Yeah. Our New England's are like our our least like popular thing. Yeah. But I think hmm. that's the town, though, too, right? I mean, well, that's we're talking what, that's about... What we're, that's what Mike's getting at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A okay, lot of people, right, like, you know, they want to come to my 7 day, they want to have, yeah, five beers, right. then go to dinner. Right. Or vice versa. Man. Yeah, that, like... ma- that makes sense, Mike. You're right. Because, you know, Root & Branch will come in with ridiculous 7, 8, 9% <laughs> beers. If you just want a nice, crisp, clean lager, or you want a blonde ale, or you want, uh, like you said, a, a rainbow cookie stout, there's only one place to get those in town. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, where, uh, how long have you known uh, Ryan and Melissa? We've been going to the brewery probably since when did Bakuda? So three years, two two years or so. We actually, uh, my girlfriend and I worked at Bakuda when they opened. Ah, okay. And then we met Ryan and Melissa through that, and then obviously we all got to survive this lovely pandemic together. <laughs> <laughs> and really, that brought a lot of the people, the businesses in town together, right? You guys came together for a beer dinner that packaged several beers from the breweries in the town, several different, uh, I guess, small plates from different restaurants in the town, and distributed them during the pandemic, during the lockdown, to their houses. You had delivery systems set up. That was an amazing feat. pickup. Like yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so what Joe, it was. Joe, but still, you had you know, and Rachel from Bakudo kind of like yeah. started that, and then it worked out real well. It was good. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really brought attention to everybody within yeah. within the village for sure. Yeah, and we uh, definitely have a special bond now. Yeah, you got through something together. Yeah, we got through it together. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mike, Joe, you guys uh, have seen a lot of growth in the town. Uh, give us your perspective on where do you think the future is? Joe, I'll start with you. Uh. I mean, I think with the well and those people moving, or the well or Fairfield or whatever you want to call it now, I think that was that. Oh, Fairfield took it over. Town. Oh, oh. Yeah. there you go. But now there's not <laughs> much outside of bringing people in from other towns. Like, there's not really much space available for growth. Okay, I agree. There's like no like if you've been in town. There's like one or two empty like storefronts available. So there's not much more we could put into the village okay. at this point in time. Except like, for I more know, parking. I, I don't really know. I don't really know. What you have an abundance like, of parking. No, there's actually too much parking. There's too much parking. That's, apparently, yeah, that's what the town. Yeah, <laughs> that's after, the they, after they paid I mean, people. Well, think about it. The bank's going to open in the next two years. Like that's happening. Okay. Who's moving in uh, there, Joe? What? Who's moving into the bank? Connor from Mary Carroll's owns the bank, and they 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 got a loan. They're going to start building it out soon. Yeah, I did hear the Mary Carroll stuff. That's, that's, that's definitely happening. Um, and they're in the process of. I mean, I don't I don't know what stage they're in. I know it's definitely happening. You know. But other than that, there's no other. There's no open stores. There's a whole <clears throat> block. Of, there's a whole building of stores down the block from that on the, oh, yeah. on the yeah, southbound that's, side. That's, that's really that's way south though. That's the yeah. problem. That's just like, kind of too far out of the main hub. The lady wants too much money too. For yeah. 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 Well, and and I think the biggest doing. thing, and Joe and Mike, you guys can agree that wall bounds is ripe for something awesome. Oh God, that the, is the the imaginative thing <laughs> that, that the town could do with that. Knock that down. I'm not saying make it all apartments for sure because we already have plenty. It's going to be. It's going to end up being I bad. know, but if, if they just turn into like a nice little so much business space. square, like an open air market, almost not like a Tanger Outlets, but open air where you can walk through, that would bring so much more to the town that if you want to talk expansion, you got the ability for small businesses, restaurants, bars, everything right there in that area. Yeah, 100%. 
But that's not going to happen. That's gonna up, <laughs> honestly, that's going to end up being apartments. Yeah, I have a feeling. Well, so, I mean, I mean, Joe, we can also a very well-rounded town. Joe, so we can also open Barrage again in the Wallbounds Shopping Center, right? What was that? We'll just make Barrage uh, mm-hmm. a mega brewery like Goose Island in the Wallbounds. Good luck getting Steve on board with that. (laughs) (laughs) I think Steve's trying to play a belated April Fool's joke. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) But I mean, that whole area—it's got to be something we got to—we got to be imaginative at this point. Like I said earlier in the show, we got to start looking at the future. What is that area going to bring the most to the town with? What What can we do? Apartments isn't alone going to do it. Can we do like two-story business slash residential area, light residential area? Uh, slash, you know, commercial. Uh, th- there could be some opportunity there. There's a lot of red tape on that property. I know, but it's, we got to break that. But what do you want? To... I ask you all the time. So we're in all those, those stupid mom groups and Lindy groups. <laughs> I want a shooting whatever. range. Yeah. Yeah, and, I like and, it. And, 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 and everyone complains <laughs> when another bar or another restaurant or another brewery opens up. And then, and then we'll complain. Like another bar, another restaurant. Like, but, and I, I always like comment. I'm like, what do you want? Like, right. what do you want to see? Um, and no one ever has an answer. I would say, I'll, I'll say this. I, Skating I would, rink. No, <laughs> I'm going to say an all-purpose area, right? Well, we'll in, in Jersey, right? Go-kart we have track. like, I don't want to say amusement parks, but there's. it's known for the shore. It's known for like that attraction. Isn't that something that could possibly work in a Long Island village? Something that's small and... Uh, attractive, even if it's mini golf, and then surrounded by apartments and light residential, first story, uh, commercial, uh, second story residential, that kind of thing. It's like a hybrid. Yeah, a lot of people are trying to do that out here. It, it, it does. It I does guess. I mean, I mean, those things are so hard, though. Those things are really hard to pull off. What about the world's largest tanning booth? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no. How uh, many beers have you had? Yeah. <laughs> Not enough. Well, we've been drinking a, a 10.2% stout. Pretty regularly from uh, Twin Lights, it, that's kind of got me a little bit. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's got to be some vision, future vision for that site. And every town has a square like that. That we have our little area, right? We have that, but we can expand on that. There's just, it's right there. It's it's just unused. It's always going to be right there. I, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's why we have iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting too. Yeah. You know, it's true. People complain about everything, but. <laughs> Would you say, Joe? No, we, we were saying that it's it's something that's ripe for the taking. We just have to be imaginative so in what we're doing. But the landlord doesn't want to do anything with it, and no one can force him to, so therefore it continues to be an eyesore. Yep. Unless we have the same problem by us. Dollars. you got to force him, man. you got to force him. He wants an astronomical amount of money for it. So. it uh, really? Uh, yeah, it's yes. A, it's but a tax write-off. It is. Yep. It is. At yeah, this he's point. He's probably making more money not doing anything with it. That's correct. 100%. As a tax write-off. Oh, man. Unfortunately, uh, Will Twin Lights uh, in New Jersey. You were saying before um, that you know a lot of the towns are trying new things. Will what what is Highlands doing? What is that area doing up there to well, kind of you know High- Highlands is where we originally have been trying to open the brewery for about five years. They're about I mean Highlands sits below sea level. It was devastated by Sandy. Mm. The property value in the last ten years have like quadrupled, at least for residential real estate. But so they think residential the commercial- is the best way to go. Yeah, well, that's the problem is because you have you have the main drag. The entire street of Highlands is called Bay Avenue. It is dual zone commercial and residential. Hmm. Problem is, is you got all these commercial buildings that people have bought. They're dilapidated. They're sitting there, and 
it's about it's in the process of becoming an economic redevelopment zone. So in New Jersey, that means property tax abatements, three and a half percent sales tax versus seven percent. All these property owners would rather sit on it and get the tax write offs. And pay, and they're paying nothing on on a vacant property that's that's abandoned or they knocked it down. It's just land, and they're sitting there and sitting there and sitting there, and they're, they're waiting, waiting to sell to those. They're waiting. Someone's going to come in, and the price is going to go up because of those yeah, incentives. Yeah, they're, they're, sure. they're, they're just waiting for it. They bought it for fucking sixty grand, pardon my French, and they're going to sell it for six hundred grand once the economic redevelopment goes through, and you don't have to pay property taxes for ten years. Yeah. So unfortunately, for Jesus. a small brewery like us, we had to go elsewhere. We couldn't open up in the town we wanted to open That's up in because. Yeah. Mike, uh, no, you can't hear him talk, Joe. Uh, Mike, you're on the phone still. Um, what is your vision for the town and what what it can do for growth moving forward? I mean, I don't. I feel like I feel like the the like easy the easy thing everyone always says, right? Is like there is no more room. I just think like all these towns, like Patchogue and Babylon and stuff, have just grown so much over time. Yeah. Just, if there's a will, there's a way. People will figure it out. Businesses will close. Places will be split. Like there's plenty of spaces and spots that that'll open up that I think people don't really people don't even necessarily see as as potential business spots now. You know, there's yeah. definitely plenty of of room and the fact that we've always uh, kind of discussed it at the brewery like offhandedly but Hoffman Avenue moot like is a really good like kind of center point where there's plenty of space on Hoffman to keep yeah. going kind of in both directions too well, basically even like if you consider the fact you could go almost to the well um with you know more more stuff so I feel like there's always room and if there's a will there's a way people will find a way to make businesses anywhere they want them to be you know I, I agree with you. I think to the point where you, you're going to the, the town has got to realize that the future is in these undeveloped areas, these open spots. If you want it to reach its uh, you know, full potential, we have to fill those with things that make sense. And like Joe said before, what do you want in the town? What are the things that the residents want? Another pizza place. No, no, no more. No more pizza. <laughs> coming. I know that, right? Is Wait, there what? Another pizza place coming? Yeah. Pizzeria. We're gonna have. Oh, my hometown where? doesn't disappoint. Where? There's five already. Where's trying to ride that San City wave? Oh my god. Uh, the, the, the old AT and T across from the church. It's the guys from the pizzeria. Okay. But it, oh, they, that they're is, opening that is there. Spot. I yeah. remember you said that. Yes. Oh my God! Ride that San Francisco. There's literally <laughs> going to be five pizza places. Mm -hmm. No, I thought there's five now. No, there's four. Oh, there's more than that. There's more. Than <laughs> well, more than Mr. That. G's. There's Stella too, right? Yeah. Are, are we really going to name them all? Spasso. 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 That's Which right. the one up well, in town? I was just thinking in walking distance, though. Right. Like 27A. Yeah, you can't yeah. go down to like Luigi's on Merrick Road and say that's a or pizza or place. Aroma. Aroma. Yeah, any of those. But yeah, for the most part, there's way too many Italian places. And then you got uh, what's the the Italian restaurant in town that has a second location right there on Merrick Road? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gachidoro. I mean. Those, as much as I love Italian, there's only so many places I can frequent. Maybe we open a Mexican place. Well, there's one coming. Tacos and tequila. Tacos and tequila. But they've yeah. been trying to get into that brew oh, house where, space for yeah. a that's, long that's time. That's closer further now. Yeah, they're closer now. Okay. All yeah. right. So, I mean, th that's hurdles. the thing. Like, uh, Tennessee Dreads, great idea. Yeah. I don't see anyone going ever in and out, but yet they're still there. So, yeah. congratulations to them for staying open. <laughs> um, uh, Bakuda was a great addition to the to the, the village. There's a lot of great restaurants. Hermanas, Hermanas, Hermanas of course. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm. Just so many opportunities there. But, again, do I want more restaurants? I don't think I need any more restaurants. So, what is going to be the one thing that populates a town that makes it 
uh, an upgrade, right? What's the thing I, I think the world's largest tanning salon. That is not. <laughs> just say more bar. nail salons. We're getting the cocktail bar. That'd, That'd be a good one. one. I don't yeah. know. Sure. I don't know if there's enough hair salons. There. No. Yeah, hair and nail is definitely one. on the down low in our town, for sure. There's not enough of those. What about a community theater above one of these? <laughs> Wait, there's two of them. Just stop. Studio is a great place. I love studio. Um, Will, before we get out of here, because I, I am filling up to the top balls with urine, and not to be too descriptive, <laughs> but my leg hasn't stopped jumping in the last 10 minutes. Um Amazing beers, Will. We really appreciate you uh, spending the time with us uh, remotely tonight. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity to give us the big plug, uh, where people can find you, where people can uh, find your beer at this point. Uh, I know it's not distributed in New York, but really we're not. We're only a stone's throw away from where people can probably find your beer. Uh, give us uh, all the information people need to know to get that. Yeah, I mean, I don't have really too many plugs. I mean, you know, for us, it's uh, – we – Spent a lot of time and effort uh, doing beer finders. So every single beer we put out to mm. our stores, we try to update it as good idea. often as possible of what's available. So you go on twinlightsbrewing.com. That's really everything. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, twinlightsbrewing.com. It's the same thing. We pretty much do everything through social media at this point. So any news about us opening and, hey, if you're coming down the shore this summer, exit we're right off the Garden State Parkway, exit 102. You literally – you could be driving down the parkway, hop off, have a pint, and be back on the parkway in 15 minutes. So nice. Definitely uh, Garden definitely State? Garden, Garden State, State Parkway. Parkway. Yeah, yes. Exit 102. Like it. We're right there within three minutes drive off the parkway. Um, so, Are you going to be open before June 4th and 5th and 6th when uh, we go to AC no, Beer Fest? I wish. But I you will, will be at AC Beer Fest. Fest. Come to AC Beer yes. Fest. We'll be there hanging. Um it's going to be a good time. I actually have my, uh, I don't know if uh, you could see on the camera here, but I actually have my uh, AC Beer Fest glass that we have personalized nice. here. There it is, AC Beer Fest. Very high-tech sticker. Uh, this is from 2019 when we went, uh, but we have 2020 coming up. Uh, sorry, 2022 coming up. And uh, 2020 was canceled. 2021 was outdoors. It's an outdoor festival. It's awesome. It's on Bader Field in uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of beers to choose from, all from New Jersey's finest. Uh, really appreciate your time, Will. Stay right there. We're going to get right back to you. Uh, Ryan, Melissa, for the future of 27A, what's immediate, what's long-term? What are you thinking? Oof. I know, it's a tough one. I don't know. Brew beer, drink beer. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Keep doing you, right? Immediate canning line. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah, so yeah. This is a lot of cans out there. Maybe a pignoli yep. cookie porter. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> That introduces another nut allergy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I like, I like it. I like it. Duh. You want an S cookie? <laughs> you don't want the S cookies? S cookie blonde with a gummy bear included. Mm. It's a, it's a several adjunct. Porter. Yeah, that, porter. That sounds like a, it does sound delicious. Does sound, and now you just not the worst idea. idea that I've had all week. I nope. smell collaboration. <laughs> Get Joe and his honey wine going, and we, we got ourselves a go. hell of a uh, uh, Lindenhurst collab. And you guys have done a bunch of collabs over the last uh, few years now. Mm -hmm. uh, any future collabs coming? You see anything in the in the near future, long term, uh, or or wish list? Someone you'd like to go with? Ooh. It's more of just yeah motion. I need to I, like I need to. to have more time to do that. Yeah, stuff. more time. Yeah. Right now mm. we're bartending every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to get in cleaning, us. kegging. Yeah, it's, it's so it's like I don't yep. get to do as much fun stuff as I would like to. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, we're getting, we, we're getting there. We had Adulting motion on. Sucks, uh, right? I don't know what to tell you. It does. Motion I want was, my refund. I don't want to be in the <laughs> well, anymore. Well, it was <laughs> different pre-COVID. Yeah. yeah. 
We had a, we were at Motion's opening, which was yes. the week before the lockdown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I don't know how they made it through. Yeah. But they made it like you guys they keep, did. They keep and innovating yep. and creating and having yep. fun and yep. small operations. Seeing yep. what people like, you know, listening to what people like and then they're in a good location too. Yep. Yeah. Nice Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Park yeah, they have a big community following. Yep. And that's yeah. the thing. Like that's another one, Massapequa Park. Mm-hmm. Where the only expansion. game in town. Yeah. In Mass, you know, as far as a brewery. So right there on Main Street. It's great. Yeah. You guys keep doing what you're doing. We really appreciate you being really appreciate you guys being part of our town, uh, his ex town, my current town, <laughs> and love having ex. you around. And uh, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna push some things off. I got to make time to get back in there. Um, it's been get some uh, few party months. mix pale ale. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh my god! And if you want to sell your house, no, I. <laughs> We'll trade. You can move How long will we'll trade? How, yeah. no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're going to move into bigger. I got four kids. I got four kids. Four people in my house. <laughs> I got it. I four kids. I have four people in my house, and my house is great for a starter home. You'd love it. Uh, I'll keep you in mind. How, yeah. how soon are you thinking? December. Oh, no, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> Unless I win the lotto, that's not happening. Yeah. But we're, we're there. We're, you know, if the things push off, I'll keep you in mind. Uh, Ryan, Melissa, really appreciate it. 27A, big plugs. What are where people can find you? Where can people get in touch with you? Stuff that's on the social media. Instagram, big Instagram. one. Yeah, we're on TikTok. Oh, yeah, you're doing TikTok. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Nice. Yeah, I do the TikTok fun. Yeah. Um, you know, Facebook. Yeah. yeah, you know the importance of social media and, and mm-hmm. the networking that goes with it. So For sure. Awesome. Again, uh, for joining us remotely. Thanks so much, Will. Awesome beer, awesome times. Really appreciate you being on. This is The Work with Mike, Pete, and Steve, GovsRadio.com. Again, this show will be in podcast form on Instagram. Nope, nope. Well, it is on Instagram already tonight. It's on Spotify. It's on the Hopped Up Network. It's on Amazon. It is on YouTube. What? iTunes. iTunes, iTunes. yeah. Well, it is also on YouTube. And also, coming soon, the iHeart Podcast Network. Mm. Mm, We're going to do iHeart, too. Might as well. We have an RSS feed. Just throw it everywhere. Sprinkle it. As far as we can go. Appreciate for everyone for joining in tonight. Thanks for Joe and Mike for calling in. Uh, it was harder to take other phone calls. There were people, other people calling in, by yeah. the way, while we were on the phone with those guys. I can't <laughs> have more than three, more than two, rather. And uh, appreciate for everyone being on Instagram tonight. Thanks a lot for checking in. This is the word of Mike, Pete, and Steve, GovsRay.com. Uh, Pete, something to take us out of here with. Don't forget to have your pet spayed or neutered. That's it. This is the word of Mike, Pete, and Steve, And we out. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Please hang up and try again. This has been the Wirt on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough.